welcome to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast where we go through the Nintendo Power magazines one issue at a time. We are currently, or actually, I, I've been saying issue, they are technically volumes. On the, yeah, we've on been the going through volumes, not they issues, call them yeah. Volumes, yeah. I, I renamed every episode volumes because it bothered me. Um, really dropping the so, ball. Yeah, so going through every volume of, what's the difference between an issue and a volume? Kyle, uh, you, got, you got any? Well, we're talking about magazines. Issue would probably predicate that this was like a 40-page uh, thing, but Nintendo Power, they really are kind of uh, near 100 Are we talking about a opuses. zine, or are we talking about like an encyclopedia volume? I mean, you got to think, we That's have multiple player's guides in each, or beginnings of player's guides in each episode. Issue? So does a volume, volume. imply a lot of, a lot of content? Is that, is that yeah, volume? a volume of an encyclopedia? And it's like permanently valuable. It's a tome. Like, oh, this yeah. isn't Time Magazine. These games, these game guides these on these Nintendo tapes, they're going to be good forever. Forever. Right. Okay. This isn't forever. a National Geographic that's just going to sit there and then go into the recycling bin someday. This, uh, yes. This this goes on the wall. Okay, pretty well, pictures. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, uh, wow, Brett, you really did... Uh, Hey, it's me, Weston, and I'm here with Brett, who actually did rename the copy of all of the different <laughs> yeah, podcast uh, episodes up to this point. Uh, I'm Brett. Uh, I am a writer in L.A., and we are joined by our guest, the Kyle Sweeney machine himself. Hey, Kyle, how are you doing? Hell yeah, Nintendo Power here to stay. Yeah, what is, uh, what's your relationship to gaming and or Nintendo Power the magazine? Um, I guess I've been a casual gamer for much, if not all of my life. Nintendo's been the brand that uh, has kind of always done it for me. No, Again, the, the system on. I kind of cut my teeth on was the Nintendo Wii. Um, Wii Wait bowling. a minute. Uh, yeah, Wii Bowling. Pretty much that's that's when I, uh, you know, I, I think I was seven or something when the Wii came out. <laughs> and uh, I'm just really excited to learn about all these, like, nostalgic old games for, you know, senior citizens. Like, what if, like uh, do you remember when games weren't 3D? <laughs> it's a fascinating idea. No, yeah, Weston big... and I are the, the same age, so uh, we have a, a, all this, like, logistical history through this yeah. time of, of being... The target audience, I think, for this, you know, I still ad- remember that long advertising, the tiny little tube TV <laughs> in your brother Kirk's bedroom, way high mm-hmm. up on the shelf, and for some reason he wanted to play Monopoly on it, and that's that's not like not a good game. Uh-huh. Yeah, we I, before this uh, recording, this I was texting with him, and I was like, "Do you remember like what games we had?" Because uh, he's like an avid collector. We had this dream. My cousin, him, and myself were all gonna buy a mansion we were gonna have every game ever uh, from every system ever I've and it was like heard about the mansion before <laughs> uh and and so you know my uh, uh my cousin kind of flaked down and i flaked down on it to a degree but he legitimately has like a man cave in in his uh house in frisco that is like walls with these ikea billy bookshelves all the way to the ceiling and stacks upon stacks he does have all nintendo all nintendo 64 and like 99.5% of SNES stuff oh. and a bunch of other stuff too. Does he, he have like, like unbo- does he have like unopened boxes of games? For sure. He does boxes and not boxes. Manuals are important, but he's kind of got a niche in like his little game collector community. Uh, he calls himself Captain Variant. 
Uh, oh, yeah. And so there's this difference of like the original Nintendo tapes or packs or cartridges. Uh, they started with five screws on the back. And that's, you know, to attach the plastic <sighs> top and bottom. Then yeah. they shifted to three screws and two snap tops because it was cheaper, I guess, to not put an smart, extra two screws smart in. business decision. Um, and, but he's like, he goes way deep into it. Like, this official Nintendo seal has the TM. This one does not. And uh, instead so, of it being a gold, it's more of a yellow. And so, like, those are two different versions of the same game he has. But, it, ah. like, it's, so, it's is nuts. There, is there, like, is there an episode of Pawn Stars where they go to him as an expert for a Nintendo game? <laughs> I mean, they really, they really could. Uh, but he's got, he's got like, uh, Pokemon, Nintendo 64, in-store stand sitting in oh, his man. thing too. He's got oh, uh, wow. uh, the, the like glass cases that have like the lit up neon Nintendo on it. How big is this man cave? Is it? Is it? Um, it's probably the size of two or two living rooms, maybe. Wow! <laughs> Holy smokes! It and it's like just you know wall to wall, and then he's got action figures up there too. With, I think he has an X Men arcade, uh, four player arcade. Uh, I noticed a, a couple Funko Pops in your background. So do you have, do you have a little bit of that collector um, uh, itch as well? <laughs> Where what? <Behind> me? <laughs> More Funko Pops. Uh, you know, I it's weird. It was like the little thing of like Funko Pops, cool. I can show my nerd cred. I can have something sweet on the shelf or sitting on the desk to give me moral support during my editing workday. Um, <laughs> and then it just sort of ballooned. Uh, it started like, oh, cool, I have a Spider Man. Great, great. You know what would go great with Spider-Man? Oh, cool. I'll, I'll get the, I'll get the villains. Okay, cool. This is great. This is great. Uh, and it's like, well, the Avengers coming out. This is a movie. And every time you don't get one, like six months down the line, it's like a, a $40 Funko Pop or now a $100 Funko Pop. Oh, it's like, they, they man, I quickly. Right. I should have hopped on the bandwagon. So it's like, it's, it's that mentality, like, get it now while it's cheap and then the stock will go up. And it's then like when, you ne- when you never sell them. Uh, you'll just be out hundreds of dollars. <laughs> is it? Is it like? Is it literally like baseball cards? Where like, if you were to um, uh, actually like, they do go up in value, but you would never actually get the value if you were to sell it. So it's not really actually investing. It's weird. I I have bought a few more premium priced ones just because, like, ooh, I finally got to the point where like I gotta have it, and then, but I'm like, I'm the idiot who decided to pay that. Sixty dollars for one that you know again six months to a year ago it was it was ten bucks and uh, uh, it might have even been a, a discount at GameStop or something like that uh, but you know uh, hindsight's twenty twenty and I got I get caught up in it but yeah I don't even have them displayed anywhere they're all like in a giant Tupperware bin and there's like a few that I forgot about that were behind me. It startled me like a. I, I would give you grief for going down a different kind of more minimal, minimalist path, but I also just bought all four <laughs> of the Destiny grimoires. So, oh, good, it's it's good. like I have a bookshelf with like thirty books on it, and twenty five percent of them are now are now Destiny books. I I bought I bought four walkie talkies recently. Okay, good for you, Brett. Mm-hmm, Is that so you can read books to? <laughs> No, that's not. I that's do a, love the idea of that, going like cross time. country with walkie talkies and being like, "Hey, I'm talking to you." I know we I have just, phones, but there's something nostalgic about that. Yeah, that's that's the last time I wasted money. Um. <laughs> well, I can't think of a better time to transition to our discussion of this issue of <laughs> Nintendo Power. <laughs> the cover. Uh, it's Star oh, Tropics, yeah. and also this is like. Uh, the first cover that's not like a clay diorama or terrible Photoshop. It's like kind of good Lisa Frank Photoshop. 
It's I got a parrot what, on it. It's cool. Is it like a paper mache or like origami half? Like it looks 3D-ish. Yeah, it, it looks like a paper craft, like a parrot, uh, like what one might make in a uh, early 90s school class. But it is, uh, it does appear to be computer generated. And, and full of skill. I would say I think it is well done. I I don't. It does not look like the works of a child, but a expert. <laughs> yeah, there's a. It, it's so, clear. Wait, that, this parrot is this parrot Mike Jones? Uh, no, is Mike the is the boy. Is a human okay. boy. Um, okay. I don't know if there's also a bird with a skull head uh, dancing on piano keys behind the parrot. I don't know if that's. I haven't played a lot of Star Tropics. I'm sure that it's a bad guy, right? I, I don't know why the skull's on backwards, though. I, I don't know, but I, I actually really like it. I'll be honest. I think it's cool. And I also think, like, uh, I was, like, pretty, like, I was on the, I got the booster shot recently, so I've been, like, a little hazy recently. And uh, I saw this keyboard on the beach, and I just thought it was so funny when I was kind of, <laughs> when I was kind of out of it. I was like, man, if, if beaches had keyboards, I would love beaches. Uh, <laughs> they they did in uh, 1990, or when is this, 91? 9091. Yeah, set the stage for me. Where are we in the NES life cycle? Or SNES is coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, they started previewing it for the last couple of issues. And Star Tropics is late NES. Uh, it's definitely, I don't know, what else is in here? I mean, TMNT 2, the arcade game, is our main feature. Yeah, Mario just Bros. 3 came out pretty recently. So it seems like we're on the tail end. Super Nintendo is coming out, out of the presses. But uh, it's 91 and. Uh, I'm going to always call it the SNES, but the SNES, as uh, those in the know call it, that's the, that's the, that's the end of this year, right? Yep. I think so. Yeah. 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 The, it's like September it, I, or something. This would have been the year that I, uh, my brother and I got our NES or NES. <laughs> yeah. I got mine shortly before. All right, let's move on here. I, I do want to call out this fold-out advertisement with this Wolfman trying to get you to subscribe to Nintendo Power Magazine. Uh, he's holding a controller upside down. His hair is all frizzed out like Beekman from Beekman's World. It's just, it's incredible. We're, we're starting to enter uh, the attitude era of <laughs> everything, not just wrestling. And, uh, and I, I am here for it. I think it looks amazing. I feel like this vibe of like very like saturated colors, kind of like punk puke. It's very slime. neon. Lots of shapes yeah. and like vibrant, multiple, it, all the fonts in the world. It lasted. It lasted a long time. Like I, this, I remember this kind of style. Uh, and you know, there's like a 20 year gap between us. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's very maximalist. This is gonna, I mean, this uh, variations on this, are going to survive well into the 2000s, past the dark 90s, if you will, which are the late 90s. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's glorious. It does look really old now, though. That's the important thing. Yes, it does. I don't know. I don't get the theme of him being a, a wolfman. It's like it was a rejected thing from October, and they decided to just throw it in the February of the following year. His face is yeah. normal. I think his hands are just like that. Uh, oh, he just so, has oh, he's a freak. monster. Yeah, he has just mon- <laughs> no. He's he's differently abled, Kyle. Okay, yeah, no, but like a r- real circus freak style. Yeah, right? it's it's Valentine's Day, so it's like you ought to be single, like this guy, because <laughs> he's a <laughs> he's a weird werewolf. <laughs> yeah, don't be a weird werewolf. 
Yeah, be a cool werewolf with a Nintendo. You make a great point, though, because he doesn't, like, the, the thing at the top, it usually be a play on words, like, don't wolf out, get your subscription. But it says, radicalize your game with a subscription to Nintendo Power. It's like, has nothing to do with, oh, I'm sorry, it's at the bottom, unmask the power animal in you. Okay, never mind. Just forget I said that. Oh, yeah, just real yeah. big unmask. Okay, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm oh, oh, look, there's a cute little mask you could wear, but it's, like, inverted, so... Because your eyes are the part of the mask. Oh. Yeah, they knew they were doing. This is this is well done. I, <laughs> You're very, uh, this is the first this, time you've been complimentary of one of their ads, Brett. <laughs> Wait, yeah, actually, I'm gonna say don't don't start getting too complimentary on on whoever's putting this together because uh, mistakes are plenty in in uh, what we have yet ahead. I can't yeah. think of uh, better evidence that we've left the 80s and are now in the 90s than uh, Brett's not as horrified by the raw capitalism targeted at children. <laughs> In Nintendo it, Power. Honestly, something about Wolf Boys, I don't have a problem with. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I we love the high concept 90s. I, I probably should. I probably should hate it. Uh, this is definitely one of those uh, monsters of the week from X Files, uh, but he likes Nintendo, and we're here for it. I actually, I, I've got some stuff I'll be a little more critical later on on this issue. But, All right. Well, uh, we now. are here at. Mailbox. What happened to that audio file? Mailbox. It's it was like pitch down. Mailbox. Bottom box. Well, Put yeah, the lotion think, on it. This is kind of inadvertently turned into like a spooky Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love and it. And speaking of uh, spooks, and uh, this is disaster uh, stories. Um, more disaster stories. Yeah. So in the mailbox, they have people like submit in and for this issue they had people uh uh submit their like uh disaster stories for their you know nes stuff and yeah it was like the the last um was it the last issue that was totally dedicated to that and it was like you know nes is being flooded or blown up or you know stuff like that (laughs) yeah and i guess they had some residual from that because two of these are extra stories of that uh, and this it, first hard. one's incredible. Yeah, go, go for it. You, you want to sum, summarize it? Yeah, sure. So Jim Willits in Jersey Shore Pa was like, I was playing Game Boy in my car and my dad slammed on the brakes and the Game Boy shot out the window and in, like into the woods. <laughs> and then it was such a bad wreck that they were stuck behind that they went looking for the Game Boy for like, you say it's an hour that they, they were like looking in the underbrush on the side of the road for his lost Game Boy. All right. Let, on, a, on a scale of uh, this never happened, zero to ten, this is a complete factual, uh, very dry retelling of it. Where do you guys fall? I and remember, true. kids kids are fucking liars. I know. Yeah, but they I want mean, attention and well, just... If Kyle, Jim had been like... Hang on. Go ahead, Brett. <laughs> well, Kyle, Kyle, you're the one with kids, so you'd probably have a better gauge of like how much, how much are kids bullshitting. This is a letter to a national, international magazine, um, where of of fellow gamers and and Nintendo lovers. I could see it. I don't know. First of all, let's talk about the physics. Dad slams on the brakes. I'm assuming you're in the back seat. Your window is open in the in the back. So if he's like skidding to the side and it launches out the side, that makes sense. But I don't think. I don't think we're getting like uh, you know some Fast and the Furious bullshit on the highway. I think uh, I know what happened. 
You think the dad took it and threw it out because the kids were being annoying? Oh, God. So there's three things that could have happened. <laughs> That's one of them. Uh, two, a uh, kid had a bad angle. It was a little like maybe, uh, you know, in golden hours, not a lot of direct light trying to get a good mm. angle on the screen. It had it close to the window. Uh, what I think really happened, though, kid riding in the bed of dad's truck. Oh, Game Boy yeah. goes up over his head when he slams on the brakes. And thankfully, the kid or the dog next to him also did not fly to their deaths. Yeah, I, I could see that. They do this all know. the time I, in I Pennsylvania. I still feel like there's there's too much going on here that doesn't really add up to my mind. And I was I was thinking about it in elementary school during like the D.A.R.E. program. I remember being like, hey, I want to get in on like this. And I like bragged to a cop that... Uh, I, I, a drug person, a drug dealer was trying to sell me drugs. I said, no, come back tomorrow. Uh, and then I went and called uh, my parents and, and my uh, uh, local police department. And they came in and we did a sting operation on the guy. I'm saying this to my full class, to a police officer. And he doesn't shoot me down or say that's bullshit or anything like that. But I don't know what was in me that would think that anyone would believe that story. Yeah. But, but it was, it, it's Ralph it just happens so naturally. Yeah. I, I saw Principal Skinner and Mrs. Krabappel in the closet making babies, and one of the babies looked at me and right, so, right. So, yeah, <laughs> like yeah clearly, kids, kids lie. It's it, yeah. I, I actually, from now on, I'm just never going to trust a kid again. I, I think um, for sure, a lie. <laughs> never believe a child, especially if they say something's wrong. Especially if they say they're in danger. You know, it's all bullshit. Here's the real question. Nintendo Power's response here at the bottom, does it strongly imply that they also think the kid is lying? Because they're like, <laughs> nice launch, Jim. If the Soviet cosmonauts hadn't already taken their Game Boys into orbits, you might have had a record. Right. So this is before the Berlin Wall came down, right? It's after. <laughs> oh, oh, it's wait, after. Okay. When did that happen? Was that 89? Nine, so this is 91. It, uh, yeah, because Bush is president now. Right? Is he? That was 88, right? Yeah. He won the election, 89. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I guess I don't know where that was going. I, I, it made me think they were calling him a commie red. Uh, a liar, the worst. Nintendo's actually really pro-Soviet Union because of Tetris in this era. It's I guess important they kind of have yeah. to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's say Pajitnov, who's also a capitalist, so I'm sure that that like helped things along because he, he loved making money off of Tetris once he <laughs> figured out the legal arrangement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like capitalists like Tetris. <laughs> There's also, I mean, there is one other letter with a, a video game uh, disaster. It's the next one where uh, they're moving and he, I don't know, Brett, do you re- want to run through this one? Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of remember it's like they were moving and they just put a chair on top of a NES box and something rustled and it punched a hole through it and it punched a hole through the Nintendo system. And every single one of these stories ends the same way. It's like, and it still works. NES yeah, is they, so durable. <laughs> it's I, weird uh, that they makes, don't publish me, the letter where it's like, I static shocked my Game Boy and had to buy another one. Yeah, like, they yeah, didn't yeah. put that one in. This is, if we're going to talk about like schemey market shit, I think this is <laughs> bullshit. I think, <laughs> I think they oh like wanted disaster stories so that they could only post the ones that end with, holy shit, this Game Boy can survive anything. I think that was the whole angle. <laughs> My and NES you, it, was struck by lightning when it was flying on a kite, and it never worked again, and you don't see that letter. Yeah. Man, 
Brett, you just suck the fun out of this feature. Like, we don't get to marvel at all the crazy things families are doing to their video games. Yeah, I like it literally because, like, last issue they brought up two, and literally every single one it ends the same way. It always ends, and miraculously, it still works every time. Hmm. I, I just felt bummed that the like little title for this one was like, Holy NES, Batman, it's indestructible. And it's like, wait, uh, there's no Batman reference in any of the rest of this. And I was like, oh, it's you're trying to do the hole in the top of the control deck. Also, who calls it a control deck? Nintendo of America. Yeah, but do you think kid uh, Jason Marks of Sandy, Oregon called it a control deck? Or do you feel like, hmm, I feel like these letters definitely got punched up. If they're real. Oh, yeah. No, this is absolutely a thing that they do. And the punch-ups are less egregious than they used to be. It, sure. It, if it was like an old-school punch-up, it would have been like, and my favorite game, Le- Legend of Kage, was inside the system, but it's still... <laughs> Great. That's another sales tip. Yeah. yeah. Better pick up that one. That really fun game that everybody did not buy for some reason, but I wish I they really would. I really got to say... We're so we're constantly suspicious of this mailbox and the schemey stuff Nintendo's doing. How many kids were reading the mailbox? Like, did you guys ever? This is too much text, right? When I you think were, you go to the game guides you read first, it like once, and then after you've taken all the the cherry pick the great stuff, then you still have a magazine. Oh, really? So you, so you would you would you ever like go and read the articles? I did this for uh, the Wizard magazine, which is like a comic and, uh, uh, I guess, collector's magazine and price guide. And then they phased out the price guide because, you know, that was half of it to begin with. And then it's like, now it's just the articles. Um, and so that stuff, like, it would be like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll dip back in because, I don't know, it's, at some point, I never subscribed to, like, Nintendo Power. Uh, it was always like, ah, oh, my dentist has a copy of Nintendo Power. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd uh, just, like, deep dive into that, or I'd borrow it from a friend kind of thing. Yeah. So it was always nice to, like, I think if you owned one, you would go back and read the bullshit as long as it was, like, oh, it's still Nintendo adjacent and uh, exciting enough. And then... Did uh, you have, like, a GameStop equivalent that tried to force you to buy magazine subscriptions? That was very much a 2000s thing. I feel like that yeah. that really hit hard when you had uh, – because Game Crazy, I think, also had a magazine, which was another used game retailer that I worked at. Uh, uh, I, yeah, Game Crazy yeah. was great. It's crazy for, for games. You. Maybe not for no, you. No, no. <laughs> Did I tell you the story of that time where an angry Christian dad wanted to try to trade in a PC – copy version of like diablo 2 and it's like we don't take pc games and he was just incensed at all the satan in his game (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 you did and i didn't care because i'm like i mean honestly this game's really fun man i don't know what to tell you (laughs) i mean if he was really incensed he could have burned it but he was trying to make a couple of bucks off of it honestly if if it had an easy easy difficulty maybe it was just too hard for him and he was blaming yeah it's it's tough i mean like that is like i had a friend who definitely like um had like a religious kind of meltdown and like started breaking his games that were anti-religious uh and i was like stop (laughs) (laughs) stop doing that oh real quick i heard you guys mentioned this before there's a lot of conquering games verbiage yes 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 yes. yeah they just talk about how they play games completely differently like the the vocabulary that we have now because they didn't have chivos they didn't have (laughs) trophies I dominated that game. <laughs> it's just a weird way of putting it that like 
I don't know. It hasn't aged well, I guess. It's like, uh, who knows? Yeah, I kind of want to bring it back, honestly. I do think it's fun. I, I like I, It's fun <laughs> to say you destroyed a game. It's pretty sick, I think. <laughs> it's, it's a bold 90s thing. Yeah, let's bring it back. All right, we're here at the... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Good Ninja Turtles game. The Tenement... I get so excited when the turtles pop up that I can't even. Speak. I know, I know these guys. My uh, favorite Renaissance painters. Uh, yeah, it's the it's the good turtles beat 'em up game. Yeah, that's are, it. Are you that, guys... That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's uh, I, I mean, if I had to play a NES turtles game, it'd probably be this one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. Let's see. So I had the f- Wait, the first Turtles game. Here's the question, though: mm-hmm. TMNT2, the arcade game, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the Secret of the Ooze? Uh, as far as which is the superior sequel property? Yeah, the, the movie or the the NES game? <laughs> you know, go. Uh, I forget. By Secret of the Ooze, did were, was uh, like were people not allowed to use their weapons anymore? Did that like issue of like no, the, it's too dangerous. I, I just remember the Vanilla Ice, the Ninja Rap, you know, go mm-hmm. Ninja, go Ninja, go. Uh, We're going to get know. a copyright strike now. <laughs> yeah, was uh, was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, pretty big? Like, were you guys, like, fans, really big fans as kids? Like, was it this, was, like, a big show? It was unbelievably huge. Like, it was so, yeah, like, I, I was a Ninja Turtles kid. I was a Ghostbusters yeah, I, kid, I, then I was a Ninja Turtles kid, and it was, like, everything. I, I never even feel like pizza was not a big item to until. get. It wasn't until the turtles that pizza became popular. That's oh, my wow. childhood vision. Like, cause it was like, what is it? A spaghetti pie? No, thank you. <laughs> That's what uh, I But you got, it. you got four mutant New York living, uh, and the sewers, uh, turtle teenagers. That Do you think it pizza. helped? Skate- no, I what love about pizza. skateboarding? Do you think it helped skateboarding a little bit? Uh, it definitely got me a skateboard. Uh, did it <laughs> get a Ninja Turtles to skateboard? use it? No, uh, not at all. No, yeah, yeah. Definitely had one of those on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea how... I, I really never knew how big they... I, I honestly thought it was like a sh- kind of like a more obscure show than... I didn't know it was like massive. Cause it clearly, it's like, like the housing market, too big to fail. Yeah. it's uh, It was massive and... I feel like the newer Ninja Turtle shows have not been as big, but they've been solid. But yeah, like this was when that movie, I remember being a little kid and I'm like, this cartoon rules. They should do a movie. And then about a month later, I saw an ad for the movie and I was like, oh, they took my idea. Uh, <laughs> oh. They stole it. Which turtle are you? Which turtle are you guys? Like, what do you like? Who do you kind of side with the most in, in these uh, archetypes? Um, for me, they're just turtles that like different color headbands. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Michelangelo is a party dude. Donatello's super smart. Yeah, I always uh, identified with Donatello because um, he had the longest reach. I always but, feel like I wanted to do Leonardo partly because blue's a good color, and and but katanas are cool. But le- also, leadership quality. He was See, the leader. I always felt like a poser, thinking that like, well, you can't say Leonardo. You're not a leader. Yeah, you're, it's like saying you're, you're Gryffindor, <laughs> right? So a lot of a lot of Michelangelo in there for party dude, uh, and he was the funniest. Ha ha. Um, Who wouldn't want to be? See, that's. 
I feel like the Ninja Turtles, you have an honest, like, well, I, I like some of the personality qualities of each turtle. <laughs> the Harry Potter houses, they're all like tricks. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Not, none of them are good. I mean, I guess oh, really? it's like, I don't know. I like studying, so I'll be a Ravenclaw. Um, I, I like being the good guy, so I'll be Gryffindor, which is boring. Um, and then I'm your other a Slytherin are, because I'm a bad boy. Yeah, yeah. You're either like <laughs> evil or generic. Like evil or miscellaneous yeah. is the meme. Yeah. That, that is a good point. <laughs> you think people would kind of start to recognize the trouble houses and be like, yeah, let's, uh, let's just murder them. Yeah, like you have yeah, an evil. I'm with you. It, you just what if one of the ninja? You know, what if Raphael was just a murderer? And then so you had any kid that's like, I think Raphael's on the up and up. You're like, I'm gonna put this kid into counseling, right? Like that would be um, a great way to keep tabs on him, just like with Slytherin, where it's like, so wait, you're saying the party dude was the leader though for the teenage? No, Michelangelo's party dude. He was the youngest nunchuck orange, it's, but he's band. not the leader. He's just party. No, dude. Leonardo's the leader. Okay. Leonardo's the leader. That's why he has two swords. That's not why. I don't know why he has two swords. <laughs> well, Raphael has two sides. <laughs> yeah, but they're shorter than Leonardo's swords. I remember Raphael being a real asshole both in the cartoon and the movie. And I was like, man, of any of the turtles, I wouldn't want to be him. I'm not, a, I'm not an asshole like that guy. Yeah, but so then he, he became a teenager. And uh, no, he's not a Slytherin. He's a teenager. He's a troubled okay. teenager. He's rebelling. Which, which Harry Potter he's house is each of the Ninja some... Turtles? Let's go. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what, what airbender are they? Or, oh, uh, ooh, Donatello's ooh, Ravenclaw. All right, we're not actually going to do both of them. <laughs> <laughs> what are the what are their fours are there? Like, what are their nope. like, bullshit four categories? Now we have a really um, important thing to talk about next, so we have to go directly through it. Howard and Nectar. Oh speaking, God damn it! <laughs> speaking, speaking of two Slytherins. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, four. Five Slytherins in this one. <laughs> um, I mean, honest. No, this one's really actually. This whole issue I thought was really fucked up. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys read the same thing as me or. or got I was extraordinarily disturbed on several levels. This is also a the second Mega Man comic that they've done because they had that they had that other one where Nestor like won Doctor Wily's castle. Do you remember that? Like yes, he, that, but it, he didn't. He wasn't battling people. It was like a game of wits for like NES knowledge with the robots from Doctor Wily, and he beat them. Yeah, I mean, as usual, it made no sense and was just a manic like scribbling. Only of, slightly less insane than the Ducktales one. <laughs> yeah, really, it really was wild. Kyle, I'm always curious of people who aren't like super like. What is your super readout? Howard and like, Nestor fans? You're, you maybe like your us. first. Howard and Nestor comic read in a while. What what was this to you? What did it mean to you? How, what what feelings did this? Well, mean? so I'm I'm really quick. Can we the, let, let's for the for the listeners let let's just briefly break down uh, the plot of the the comic here so that we can uh, we can do that. So yeah, they're going into Doctor Wiley's castle, and like the ironic twist is that Nestor is like Doctor Wiley's a really nice guy, and Howard's like uh, I don't know about that, and then. How I'd summarize what happens for a little bit here is all the robots are trying to kill them, and Nestor's like, "Oh, they're just trying to be friendly." All the robot Nestor clones, right? Yeah, yeah. and like, then half halfway through, yeah, they come across actual Nestor clones. He's like Nestor's Mark two, three, and four, and they're all just him except less fun, and they all overtly try to murder them. <laughs> well, they're all Nestor's head on Mega Man's body. Right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. And, I don't uh, know. Yeah. yeah. 
It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy to look at this. Cause and I, I would argue like the Mega Man NES sequels, two, three, and four are better than one. So like <laughs> the original, <laughs> so like, haha, bazinga. Boom. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I might've had a little bit of a different read on this, but I, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, did you guys both do the same thing that it was just like Nestor's being a fucking fool, an idiot as usual, he thinks robots are nice, but they're really mean. And Howard's protecting him. Well, yeah, that, Kyle. What, that, what was is, your is that, as as a newcomer to the to the series, Kyle? What was your take on this? That's what I want to hear. So I've been listening to the pod, so I've been uh, getting a oh, little okay. bit of your deep dives on things. Okay. But I haven't, I haven't, I haven't picked up an issue of Nintendo Power to like <laughs> look at the art that goes along with it, and I'm like, man, Nestor looks really dumb, and Howard <laughs> has got like a shit eating grin on his face all the time. Howard um, looks yes. unusually cool in this one. He has a lot of action hero poses. Um, I found that very interesting. Anyways, please continue. But I'm I'm so curious in this. Like again, context is everything. Is the, is it the fact that Doctor Wily really is potentially turning to the good side? Not Doctor Wily tricked Nestor to get to Howard. Are they in a video game right now? Are they in an Inception right now? Yeah, lots um, of questions. There's there. Are, I you know you gotta you gotta take it. Uh, all in and you got to sort of start peeling uh, back the onion layers here but uh i can't tell if this is a trap that nestor is setting yeah that, that's a good point yeah. i really do feel like when you end a howard nestor comic you, you really just get 20 questions in, in your head and you gotta, <laughs> More you gotta slowly answer and <laughs> yeah li- like with uh destiny expansions finishing the story is only the beginning because <laughs> yeah my first got- like i think the, the first question to zero in on is <laughs> is how is yeah is dr wiley evil or good because depending on the circumstances it's a very different story it's either howard is protecting nestor who is a fucking idiot or <laughs> nestor has empathy and is trying to protect these like friendly robots and uh you know howard has no empathy and is and go and just goes on straight like a homicidal rage killing innocents got a note here we see the entrance to Dr. Wily's castle and we hear reference it. We read Nestor referencing Dr. Wily. There is no Dr. Wily in this comic. There is yeah, no I mean, evidence they, they, he's even in there. They purposely don't want to like tell you the, he's like, and also I could also see them both. I could see it both being Nestor, a full on idiot and, 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 and Howard causing homicide. I, I mean, I could see any angle. I, I could see them both. Well, being. or is Dr. Wiley the false flag? And this is a pure Nestor plot who took over an abandoned uh, castle with, you know, robot tech. Yeah. This oh. is as close to like a vanilla sky or a Jacob's <laughs> ladder that this comic has ever gotten, where it's just like, you see the events, but it's not clear at all at the end, what actually happened. Yeah. Cause we've seen a lot of characters in this panel and who's in charge. Yeah, <laughs> Who is this time I'm actually not sure strength. because it could be, I mean, I think it's questionable that Howard is carrying a gun, but he also, you know, like it's a Mega Man comic. He pulls out a, maybe he always had it on his arm. I don't know. Yeah, where's this M Buster come from all of a sudden? Because it wasn't in his pants. It wasn't. Well, we don't see. We do not see his hand in that first half a page. So when he pops that puppy out, because he's like, I got to murder some robots. Mm -hmm. um, It's almost like maybe it was always there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little suspicious. Like, if if it kind of feels like he's pulling the strings if he just happens to have a gun. But also, we all know how a Mega Man game goes. You get to the end level, you see the door that uh, opens and closes for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Howard Howard's got to know that he's being led into a trap. 
If somebody's like, hey, come out and hang out with me in Hollywood or come see a comedy show with me, you have some ideas to what the things you're going to deal with. Like if you go see an improv show at the end, regardless of the quality of the show, one of the performers will be like, hey, does this look like fun? You can take classes. <laughs> Even if the show was bad and it didn't look like fun, they will yeah. ask you to take classes. Right. This is the framework that we know is familiar and we're walking into it. Exactly. I get it. Uh, yeah. It, uh, yeah. So if somebody I'm, invited me to, yeah, like, hey, do you want to come to Bowser's Castle? I'm like, well, I'm probably yeah, going okay. to be some lava pits. Like a ceiling with some spikes. And Howard is uneasy from the start, though, right? He's like, I don't know about this. But it's possible that he just knows what Mega Man is. It's like, oh, big robot skull castle. Maybe I should have a gun. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Uh, going back to that beginning, it really is like, what in the world is in going through Nestor's head? Because like, like, what prompted that he would think that Dr. Wily is good and then, but he has to bring Howard there. Like, I just don't get it. Again, this is, if Dr. Wiley is setting, using Nestor to get to Howard, I kind of buy, of course, Nestor's not going to catch on to that. Yeah. Nestor's obviously given his permission, if maybe if not his permission, his DNA or his likeness to Ooh. these other Megabots, uh, Mega Nestors. Can we use that? Uh, yeah, I can actually see that because, like, I've also noticed that Nestor has a nice shiny new jacket on. I haven't seen that. He's got a nice new jacket. Oh, you he's haven't got been the reading sleeves these. rolled up. Like, yeah, but that's like he's got a he cool doesn't... purple shirt. He has. He either has income or he has a caretaker who's yeah, actually his, giving him something. His attire's upgraded a little bit, and he's also yeah. like got all these clones of himself. So it does kind of seem like Doctor Wiley is kind of. Uh, you know, treating him a little bit. You know, you know, giving him new jackets, giving him clones. I, so we're, it's a it's a Nestor's new dad situation. Yeah. Do you um, think this is like White Oleander, where you kind of have like dueling foster parents, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, maybe <laughs> I think what what's very White Oleander esque about this is like Doctor Wiley is frequently a failure, uh, kind of like Renee Zellweger's character in White Oleander, and uh, Howard is nothing else if not a conniving and brilliant. Uh, and evil person. True. Uh, That's so actually I, a good point. Think, Howard and Dr. Wiley are kind of two. He's, two... he's the Michelle Pfeiffer character, the mom from white Oleander, which I, I Weston's strongly really trying to make white Oleanders a thing. <laughs> you guys, you should check this movie out. It's so a good fine film, but what from 15 to 20 years ago? Yeah. I watched it in 2004 and it stuck with me all this time. It's actually interesting. Cause like I, it, Nestor is always going to find another abusive kind of like father figure, whether it's Howard, Dr. It's almost Wiley. like he's bred for it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and the thing is, this goes to show how blind he is to it. Cause like, he's got this other like mad scientist, you know, evil father figure and full of evil robots. And in his dumb brain, he thinks these are all nice robots. And like, he just doesn't see the skull on the, on the castle. He refuses to see the situation that he's in for what it is. Yes, and we clearly Absolutely. see his ignorance is on display at full at full at full magnitude in, in this issue. Well, yes, because the first thing that the the Nestors, the Nestor sequels, if you will, do is try to kill. Do they try to kill Nestor? It appears, and the dog. The do, we should also say Rush is in the comic for like half a panel, right? Which I uh, is, are they renting Rush from Mega Man and Doctor Light? Well, they had like enough of the power bar to bring him in just in case they needed to jump on something. Oh, he does get up onto that ledge. You think Rush uh, off panel helped him help? There, help there's a lot that high? we got. We got to imply because we're just not getting the yeah. whole story here. 
Now, you've, you guys have talked in the past, too, about uh, panels potentially having to be re- redone because of violence or something like that. I yeah. kind of see this last panel where we have the thought, I wonder if I saved the wrong one with, uh, you know, that previous panel, Howard's, like, blasting this this uh, robot. I imagine he probably kills Nestor in this moment, and they had to redo the panel. Oh, really? Like, he, he says, I killed the wrong one. I should be safe and kill this. Other. Right, right. Yeah. I, I think that's absolutely what happened is, uh, you know, what we're seeing is the censored version of the comic. And the truth is he killed the real Nestor and now has Nestor 3. But I I also have to think, too, that Howard must be in cahoots with Dr. Wiley to build Nestors after they die on adventures or issues. Yes. Off panel, obviously. Like, yes, yes, he's yes. The, this is like, okay, uh, kind of Venture Brothers style. They're, you know, the kids will die a whole bunch, but they always have the clone kind of come back and they're oblivious to the fact. Uh, again, a lot of trauma going on here. It's and- just a, I, it's another way that this parallels the plot of uh, hit film White Oleander. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's like you, uh, <laughs> the other cyclical, like the cyclical thing of uh, what's her face, Alison Lohman ending up back in, uh, in foster care or in the, uh, like the foster care facility or whatever with uh, almost famous kid, Patrick yeah, Warburton the- or whatever. That's not his the, name. The crazy thing is, like, we're watching this kid get destroyed and just kind of abused by these guys, and I, I still don't, I don't care. Like, they, they, it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty wild that, like, I can't think of somebody more equipped to um, defeat four nesters than uh, than Howard. Like, Howard has lived his entire life beating Nestor down. So I like that panel is even it's a little hard to watch. Like you could hear the sad music playing in your head, even though it's meant to be upbeat and actiony because it's just like a, a bigger, stronger, meaner person stomping on the kid again, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure they cut out the corners of his like uh, murderous grin as he's like mowing down these these mega nesters because it's. Yeah, there's 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 sweet release and relief in and uh, taking them out in such a violent way. That's uh, a good, again, uh, yeah, it's not a surprise that it's a back shot of him. I, I agree. Right. It's <laughs> and at the yeah. same time, when when a when a Mega Man is killed, it's like those big circles go everywhere. So again, we see the 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 bad Nestor Mega guys just laying on the floor. But again, I, I feel like they all probably were disintegrated by that. Oh my imposter. god, maybe they're not robots because if they were, they would explode with the circles. You're so right. The fact that there's bodies, do you think those are like actual boys? Actual like, boys in little Mega Man cosplays. <laughs> oh yeah, my god, there was he like, killed them with a gun. <laughs> there was like a little like cosplay competition ad in the newspaper uh, and they got a couple nesters. I, I, you know, the, I, the nuance of this is crazy. I, my actual question is who's a worse, who's worse for Nestor, Howard or Dr. Wiley? I guess I, I really don't I don't know. I, the comic, uh, I don't think, has an opinion on it, but what's definitely going to happen now is Howard is going to kill Dr. Wiley with the white oleander plant, which is poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one panel here that uh, it says, defend yourself from yourselves, Nestor. And uh, again, he's rapid firing on all three of the mega nesters. Uh, and uh, his his takeaway from that is only one of them seems to take any damage. And after they rematerialize, re- a different one is the target. It, I, I don't really know how to contextualize that within anything. Is is there like a Mirage villain in Mega Man that it's like 
Yeah, Brad, you just played through from. what two and three? Is there something like this in one of the Doctor Wiley stages? No, this is so out. This is so outside of the realm of. Uh, I I know you versed like a uh, evil Mega Man at one point. I think I think you ver- you attack like a clone version of you, but you just kill him. Hmm. And it's done. But he's talking about rematerializing, and that some of them can't get hit. And I guess it's just confusing, like. What are the rules? Again, are these little human boys? Are these clones? Are these robots with the likeness of Nestor? Uh, we may never know, but yeah, I, think- I mean that's that's the point. Is it's up to interpretation? Are you know, and like everything we said could be completely wrong at the same time. This could be uh, all a dream. This could not even be a comic for all we know. Yeah, absolutely. that's true. Um, you know, I, I guess I don't really know what the other angles would be. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think uh, one. This is an admission of guilt. Howard probably in real life uh, killed a kid, and he's constantly <laughs> making up for it by saving this fictitious Nestor. Uh, or again, you guys talk about the 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 real life backstory of of Howard. Maybe he got divorced, uh, hasn't been able to talk to his kids, but him being yeah. the hero and and again uh, looking really uh, proficient against taking out any sort of robot bad guy. Is probably showing his kids, hey, I- I'm a decent dude. Look how good I am in context here. I could still be your dad. Well, yeah. and I think there's a, a one more like little visual hint that, clue, <laughs> that can clue us into what's really going on here. And that is that when Howard is firing his Mega Buster, it doesn't fire little uh, balls or ovals. It fires thorns. Zeke, and you know Zeke, what else Zeke. has thorns? The white <laughs> oleander plant. <laughs> I actually... It, it's actually... <laughs> Uh, it's actually a dual message. I'm thinking now that I think about it, it's um, both. Um, I'm I, I'm here. I'm a good dad. I'm saving you, but I also have the capability to kill you uh, mm-hmm. with with the clones. It's- a shot across the the bow, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful if you're like eating roses or white oleander flowers because uh, of all the thorns in them. <laughs> right, you guys want to take a break? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it, man. Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Are you ready? This is the Beer Break, brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, Glub up that beer, my friend. Here we go! Hey, have you been wanting to bowl? The game is bowling. The power is Nintendo. Nestor's Funky Bowling on the Virtual Boy. Nestor, it's your first video game. Uh, uh, Is... A video game based off the Howard and Nestor favorite character, Nestor. It's a bowling game said by many to be the worst game on the worst console of all time. Is that true? Is your game the worst game? Um, yeah, virtual it's, boy. It's not. It's not a good advertisement to be upfront. The game is absolutely garbage. I remember not hating it when I played your game, Nestor. All right. Well, um, thank you. I guess. All right, let's get back to the guys. Hey, it's uh, it's Quantum. We got a feature on Quantum Fighter. Guys, this is a game I've never heard of. I like not even pictures, not in a list. Like I've never heard of Quantum Fighter. And yeah. it looks, but it made the cut for a feature. It's yeah, a feature, spend, though. Yeah. How many pages is this? One, two, three, four, five, six. It's like it's like eight pages. I don't Who know. Is, yeah, can, what is this game? What is a quantum fighter? What's the the premise of this? Yeah. Is what he's like a kabuki well, he, ninja man with a hair weapon that lives in a computer. 
Yes. Is that, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty that's much it. it. I think you nailed it. That, that's a great description of... It just feels we, like, at, at minimum, that's two things. It's probably closer to three different things. Yeah, but they, I would say three. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm with you on three. Um, the, re- the real question here, what anime property was this game actually from when they made up this insane story so they could bring it to the U.S.? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I'm, I'm sure it was like, good. Is this a Dirty Pair video game or a Bubblegum Crisis video game? But, like, it's tough to, like, say... Because, like, Mario... The Mario games are, like, a hundred things, right? Like, there's so he's much going plumber. on. He's a plumber. He's going in a sewer to a, a fantasy world. He steps on turtles. He's a I guess, I guess, Yeah, I guess if it's, like, the... If it's called fantasy, you're allowed to do anything? Is that, is that the real... Like, I, I don't... I don't always know the difference between, like, what being too... Like, how do you pull off being busy with choices and... I don't always fully. This doesn't have any of the what you would think Mario whimsy to it. This feels yeah. like it's trying to be edgy and. It's cool. just a guy that looks like Christopher Lambert, but with like a red kabuki wig. Yeah, like, but he's like the, he's also head banging to fight. Long, it's I'm just nuts. yeah I'm, tr- I'm just trying to figure try out this game. I'm figuring out why I, I don't like this game. <laughs> well, we, uh, should, we should absolutely play it, assuming I mean, it's, it's a, real. <laughs> it's tough for me, like since I don't really like have a lot of uh, nests, uh, as you guys say, uh, experience. Like a lot of these do, just blend for me. Like I, I don't, I just it doesn't stick out. I have no opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, like <laughs> I remember playing "We're Back" a dinosaur story on the Super Nintendo. Like it, I just don't. How did I miss? I, I remember Barai Fighter. Like you know, I how. Anyways, whatever. I guess, why does your digital computer hero have to be in, like, kabuki makeup and have a hair weapon? Why can't he just have a laser gun and and look like a Tron man? Well, they do have a little interstitial thing about what kabuki is. Anyways, we can move on. (laughs) It's important to, yeah, (laughs) educate the masses. It's so tough. I'm trying to, like, have a conversation about this, but I just so don't care. (laughs) Yeah. You realize what we're doing right now is once upon a time, I went and found a uh, How Did This Get Made podcast about, like, I don't know, some movie that I love that's also a mess. Uh, let's call it, like, uh, oh, I don't know, The Giver 2 or something, the Mark Hamill mm-hmm. one. And it's just like, and they're all just like, they don't have actual information about how the movie got made. They're just talking about how crazy it is. Actually, I think it was Mortal Kombat. It's Mortal Kombat the movie, and I was like, oh, I'm going to learn some behind-the-scenes stuff about Paul W.S. Anderson and blah, blah, blah. Nope, it's just people making dumb jokes. So there is somebody out there who's a huge Quantum Fighter fan, and they are so fucking mad at us right now. I know. We really probably should, like, be a little more, like thoughtful of the viewers because i do openly just say i don't care about things that are probably fine i, I literally have no experience with this game this I, one's for you quantum fighter fan i'm looking it up on wikipedia actually, quantum fully, fighter fan 69 at I'm fully i love quantum fighter i think it's a great game i like um <laughs> wow, that didn't no, take that, that'll cover <laughs> it is we, it is a tie-in to a film but it's a oh, live action film what a live action film with fighting Z, hair z pang Oh, oh gosh. Uh, ni- a 1990 Japanese toka- tokusatsu fa- fantasy film. We're, fantasy we're, in a computer. Again, uh, pick a lane. Yeah. The Austin Chronicle gonna, had good things to say about the movie. We're going to have to move on before I start getting negative again. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's time to swing right back on the other side. All right, great. Well, I, I hate this game. Uh, we're here at Classified Info. I didn't have anything that stands out. No. I I, uh, were you, Kyle, were, how, how are you with game cheat codes and tips and Easter eggs as a kid? Cool or lame? Um, I think cool, like the Konami code, obviously, for your Super C and Contra and Life Force, all, all those th- to get like, what is it, 40 Gradius. lives or something like that? Very yeah. good. Seven lives. Up, um, down, up, down, AB. Uh, definitely knew where the Mario 3 uh, anchors and P Wings were. Um, and then there's uh, Crystalis or Crystallis. I don't know. I've, everybody <laughs> says Crystallis. And I'm I like, remember your I've brother called playing Crystallis forever. Um, but that was like my Zelda because I didn't actually own Zelda, but I owned this game. And it was like my sister went to like uh, a toy store and, and like was flirting with a guy asking what would what Nintendo game would my uh, little brothers like. And uh, this was it. This was so he must have oh, been a pro oh, player. Oh, oh, she flirted. Dude. She flirted for her brothers. That is very nice. <laughs> <For her laughs> that, that's that is awesome. That I've never heard that story before, and I love it because that's how you ended up with that. While everybody else ended up with Legend of Zelda, but it's also like a good game. <laughs> I think uh, Crystallis is more a link to the past than like it, it's it's like that leap forward ad because this is something that can kind of came out more the tail end of the NES cycle or whatever, but it had, yeah, it had features. Uh, huge, huge perk to having those older siblings. Cause all I got was like home alone too, but it was for systems. We also had uh, yeah. Mickey's mouse capade. So oh, that game's uh, terrible. <laughs> and monopoly, as you mentioned, <laughs> also a terrible game. <laughs> Kyle, do you, cause we just talked about how um, I, I will mainly me. I think Weston's a little more thoughtful, but we'll openly just say it's like a game I have no experience with. Has that sure. ever happened to you when listening to it? One of these? Has there been any episode where we? Did you feel yeah, like did we Brett do anything did not, stupid in one of the episodes not, that you remember? Was, was there was there any moment where we didn't give a game that you thought was good a chance? Uh, I'm trying to think. I think issue or volume 14 did have uh, a Crystallis feature. But you guys hit it where it was like, hey, this is kind of cool, kind of fun. Look at these maps. Oh, cool. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you guys didn't burn me and I didn't like, uh, you know, unsubscribe to the podcast at that point. <laughs> but it really is like, it's weird because this never really did go anywhere else as far as a franchise or anything. And I kind of wish it did. Um, it's a cool name. Sure, sure. You get, and you get your four swords. Uh, you guys didn't mention those four swords come together. <laughs> your elemental uh, oh, really? wind, wind, fire, water, thunder. You also had balls that you added to them to get a charge-up feature, and then bracelets, which gave you a triple charge. Wow. Okay. They would use well, magic and stuff. Anyway, what was uh, the four? What was the four swords together? What, what swords did that? Create? When they come together, they make the Crystalis sword. Oh, it's so the uh, only thing that the can game destroy. Is named after the sword. Well, the sword is in the middle of the graphic. Look uh, for the picture of it. Um, but but oh, it's yeah, like it you also that's the sword that is also the key to like bring down the giant airship thing from the pre-post-apocalypse era that's kind of cool that it's it's got some lore and the the i guess the tip on here is like if you plug in a second player and they hit a and b and then the other player hits a select or something like that you warp from each town to each town uh that you would normally have to pay for teleport boots or fast travel uh, fast travel with multiple controllers uh, which was great I don't think anything will beat so far. My favorite like secret thing was probably been that you can like play solitaire in Final Fantasy. 
Well, I don't remember what it was. It's like a card. It's like it's the the first example of like a Final Fantasy game within a game. That's fun. I I like the uh, what's in Metal Gear. You switch controllers to fight Ghost Man. But that's in the PlayStation, right? Okay, yeah. Or was there one on the original? There were Metal Gears, but not a switch controller function. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought that was like neat when you had like. Yeah, there was one right where you had to take your memory card out. You had oh yeah, to, something something like that. Where the Psycho Mantis can look at your memory card and like say that he he likes Castlevania. Also, <laughs> I like that's that the you line, play right? Parappa the Rapper. Oh, I like Castlevania too. That's the <laughs> famous Psycho Mantis line from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah, we all know this. <laughs> <laughs> he would appear in your Animal Crossing game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, I love weightlifting. Do you love weightlifting? Uh, get Man, out of have, here, Psychomantis. Have that guy in the booth forever trying to get some apples for every game. <laughs> Stows that, away on your plane when you go to the island to get a bunch of, you know, like flowers and stuff. That was like I a kind we of could like hang a... out. I brought a picnic. No, Psychomantis. <laughs> that's fun. All right. You know, it's also fun. Star Tropics. Hey, we're Ooh, here. Segway. Hey, it's the <laughs> Star Tropics. I don't have a lot to say about Star Tropics. Is also supposed to be good, right? People love Mikey Jones. Yeah, Has anybody I, played it? I haven't no, played it. I played it a little bit. I like the advertising campaign for it. I, it's weird. It's got a weird kind of like trippy Earthboundy vibe to it. I, I, I don't think it actually has anything to do with that. But it's like a kid with a yo-yo. There's robots. There's yeah, it cool seemed like it was half Earthbound, half Zelda. Is kind of the the read I got from going yeah. through this stuff. Yeah, there's definitely yeah because you have like, like an overworld dad. map. <laughs> shirtless dad shirtless dad. giving a handshake to someone. This is the weird thing about this game is it's got some kind of like um, Hawaii-ish, you know, tropical islandy vibes. But it's like, yeah, this is just some white guy, some some dad from the '90s, like with a mustache, and like the the shaman lady is just like a middle-aged woman, like a grandma or an right. aunt. Like it's it's a little it's a little weird. And I remember I, I the, saw the illustrations and I was like, are they like this in the game? Did they just like yeah. turn these characters into Caucasians? And they actually are. It's You can see a screenshot of the guys. <laughs> it's just a dude. <laughs> I remember the box art from it. And and like, I feel like I was at the Super Video and I was <clears throat> like looking at the uh, the things you could rent. And it was one of the boxes. And then I did like a creative writing Thing in elementary school based on like reading the back of the box and looking at the picture which didn't have kind of these weird caricatures it was like oh it's a very pretty vista of the island and uh it caught my caught my eye and i don't think it had anything to do with the story here but again i'm i'm sorry uh miss pavlicek for s- stealing this material that you said was very creative <laughs> she told me she knew that you did that. No, I had her as a teacher too. I was like, what, second grade? Second grade, right? Yeah, that's how we became friends. And that's right. Whoa, second grade. Our mutual hate for Miss Pavlicek. No, you guys. No, um, I lied to her. I put the story of a video game into my book report too. <laughs> it was Super uh, Luigi Mario. Super Luigi. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Oh, there was one cool detail that uh, it came with a paper letter that had a secret message to give you the frequency that you had to put into your submarine. Uh, yeah, there, there's your Metal Gear 
ism is that's right the box art has the but it like basically kind of soft locked the game so you couldn't proceed unless you had that and i don't know how many people probably yeah had it thrown away uh it's like a sheet of paper that comes in your game nobody holds on to that stuff had had to call the game counselors if anybody's listening and is is stuck in star tropics and doesn't have the internet I don't know how you're listening to the podcast, but it is seven four seven. That's the frequency, <laughs> and then it allows you to to continue to the like uh, back half of the game. I think that is cool, though. I I, I do like meta stuff like that. In right. Some people were speculating this was like a, a cheat to, or like something that Nintendo put in so that you couldn't rent the game and you wouldn't have that material, so you'd you'd never get the full experience. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I believe oh, that. that yeah, like it's like an a lot of piracy. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's know. yeah. That sounds absolutely like the. Uh, <laughs> it's like on PC games, like Monkey Island, you had like the disc with the mix and match pirate thing. That was their copy protection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, we're here at centerfold. The most disappointing centerfold in a long time. <laughs> it's Metal Storm. It's a little giant robot guy, and it, it is physical. It's like some kind of clay model, and I like that. But the actual centerfold. Like, there's just nothing. It's pretty well, boring. The robot's looking the wrong way, right? Or is it looking? I can't even tell. Maybe it's that's uh, it looks like it's looking away. When I first saw this, I thought it was looking away, but now I'm realizing it's looking. Oh, I see. Yeah, there, there is. I, I could kind of see what you're talking about, where it kind of looks like the robot is facing away from us and yeah, we're looking I, at its back. I right, realize the, now the orange penis is just a fighter uh, jet cock, cock. Yeah, that, that's either the robot's <laughs> cockix, uh, which is your tailbone. Or it's the cockpit, and that's where the pilot is sitting. Yeah. Both are true. I thought they built, like, a whole robot and just decided to make him look the other way, like, stoically. Here's here's an important question. I want to get you guys read on this. So the cockpit is orange. It's, like, a bright orange color. But he's also got some orange spheres on his pauldrons, his, like, shoulder things. Are those smaller cockpits for the pilot's children? (laughs) One each in his shoulder? It's like a family RV mech. Oh, those for actually sure. do look like, you know those, like, backpacks where people put caps in them? Those cat backpacks with mm. the little, like, dome? <laughs> kind of looks like one of those. Okay, so the, the pilot's uh, cats are each in one of the shoulders. Yeah. And they have right. little little consoles, little control decks. <laughs> that would actually, honestly, if there was, like, a mech show where there's a guy who has his mech, and he also has his two cats in the mech. In the anime, kinda... there's a close-up of the cat's face, and like reflected in their face, in the cat's face, there's like re- a bunch of text and wireframes from all the displays as the robot starts up, and they're <laughs> all shoulder themed because they're in the shoulder. We, you know, what's most underwhelming about this is it looks like <laughs> it, it. It's probably it, like like it looks like a bad sculpted toy, like it's not professionally sculpted and it's not, uh, you know. Whatever, but then it's like it's what you would see on the back of a uh, a toy box. We're like, check out this figure in space, and they're like tic tac stars in the background. Yeah, yeah, it's the background that's ruining it for me. There's just so little visual information. There's this kind of blurry, I don't know, it's you know a spaceship or something. You know, what honestly, like, ruins most of these posters for me. The way I see these posters is they're split into three different images that I have to scroll through. Uh, <laughs> so I, I can't visualize any of them. I never know what they are. Right. Yeah. Right. If we've been able to actually unfold this poster and see it all, maybe it looks really good. You know, uh, in, in real I, life. I wouldn't hang it on my wall, though. I don't know. It seems no, ab- absolutely not. Um, no way. Again, if that were a Mario, I'd be all over it. But it's yeah. a metal storm, and I don't know what that is exactly. <laughs> no. Uh, it's it's a. 
it's an iron robot. You know what? We do know what it is. The Game Boy. <laughs> we all know what that hey, is. Hey, it's another Game Boy <laughs> Nintendo Power within Nintendo Power. My goodness. You know what they did here that's amazing? Uh, is they did the sports game thing again, where they put a but like five different basketball games onto one spread, and you can't tell which game is which. And, like it's not clear which screenshots are for which game or why you would get one over the other. Yeah, right. not, there's no context. Make, if you're gonna, <laughs> they've make done a, this like, like three times. If you're gonna make a basketball game, the the money shot has to be someone doing a slam dunk. That's got to be the cover of it, right? There are some there are some slam dunk stuff. The double dribble. Has a slam dunk here, and it mm-hmm. looks like the NES game in your face has a slam dunk mode. Uh, but I wonder if this is like a marketing tactic because, like, the kid's not going to go buy the basketball game. It's like the kid has to say, I want this basketball game. It's uh, NBA All Star Challenge. And when the parent gets to the store, it's like, Give me your basketball game. Which one? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I, I mean. I think that is. I think they're all in cahoots. I, I think it's literally, they're like, Look, they're going to, they like, there's a 33 percent chance of, you'll get the sale. There's a 33 percent chance I'll get it. Is, like, so you're saying this is the the to do another old Simpsons joke. This is the part where they go to the Duff Brewery and it's the same pipe <laughs> delivering the beer into all the different beer flavored. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I honestly, I think, I think literally every Duff, sports Duff game, Duff Light and Duff Dry are the same. Every Nets <laughs> sports game is the same thing. It's the same game, just in a different cartridge. You know, the airlines had uh, regulation and uh, for a long time, and it worked really well. Uh, so why why can't Nintendo? I think, I think we cracked it. <laughs> I think that's... Uh, is there anything else you guys want to touch on at Game Boy, or should we just jump out of the section? Because I don't really have anything. I have a lot to say on the Gremlins 2 game. Uh, oh, let's... We can talk about <laughs> am, Gremlins 2. Uh, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I never had Gremlins portable... To- I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just being a... I, I was riffing. <laughs> no, I want to know what you were thinking about Gremlins 2, and we're not you know, moving Gremlins on. Gremlins 2 was totally very different from the first Gremlins. All right, please continue. <laughs> I never had a Game Boy, uh, so, like, a lot of the mobile gaming stuff just never never really tracked with me. I was like, why would you want to play a black and white thing? Except for Tetris on, like, my TI-83 calculator. That was the only... Uh, oh, yeah. That was, that was the only connecting tissue. Oh, yeah, TI-83... Oh, well, the weird thing is, like, most of my experience as a kid was through handhelds because it was, like, mine. I didn't have to share it with anyone. You had some you ownership had, in that, yeah. Yeah, did you have, like, your own TV and system that you felt ownership uh, over? My brother or? and I shared a room with, like, a, a 13-inch, nearly black-and-white <laughs> television with bunny ears. <laughs> uh, it but had you, color, but it was hard to see it. Were you good at sharing? Were you a good little boy? Uh, I was a pretty good little boy. <laughs> Sometimes when we would play, my brother would yell at me if I was breathing while he was playing and he died. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there was one time that I was like hiding behind one of the beds while uh, he didn't know I was in the room and he died and he he was like, and looked around and nobody was there. And then he just kind (sighs) of brought it in, but he didn't know I was there. And I'm like, oh shit, I really am the reason he's dying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but to answer your question yeah i guess we shared okay <laughs> uh do you guys have anything to say about magician i was gonna ask what gremlin we thought we were no i don't want to do that <laughs> i'm gizmo <laughs> i'm the lady gremlin um okay magician yeah again i actually thought the the art the actual like game art for magician was really interesting it looked kind of surreal 
It looks and very European, I think. It looks like an Amiga game or something. Yeah, I thought it... Like, I don't know if this game's good or not, but the art, <laughs> at least... I think it's probably a bad game, like every other NES game. Let's but, look at the uh, <laughs> the power meter rating here. It looks like they gave Play Control a 2.8. That's not great. I mean, how does this... How does this uh, player meter or power meter really work? Do they give anything under a 2? Uh, speaking, that's a well, great, what you're a great saying question is because literally the next section is them explaining. <laughs> yeah, the great power to the, the player next, to the next section. Uh, yeah, the well next done. section is a, uh, a kind of a breakdown of their rating system and some changes they're making to it. And uh, it is a I feel like every five to ten years, any publication that does video game ratings has to put one of these out so that people don't accuse them of bias or <laughs> any number of. It's really funny because they really just grab each category and split it off into like two things that kind of describe it. Like play control is like the initial feel plus play control. It's kind of like what dictates that. And yeah, this one, is very much like the GameSpot style aggregate where it's like a game could be gorgeous but play like garbage and it would get like an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Um, the, their meter, it, it goes one to, you know, 0 to 5, but it's very much the same thing. The other thing is Nintendo would never give one of their licensees lower than like a 2 on anything, right? That must be the like, yeah, there's a bell curve that... Nothing, at least nothing they're covering in a feature would ever rate below a 2.5, right? Yeah, and I just want to yeah, point all out the that bad they, games go into that section that's coming up. <laughs> they split each one of these in like the two categories, like challenge is difficulty plus lasting interest. But they have graphics and sound, which splits off into graphics and sound. <laughs> and I'm really glad they let us know. I'm sure I, I would have preferred uh, uh, having a graphics category, a sound category, a theme category, a fun category, a challenge category, a lasting interest. Like, really just go across the whole magazine with all these uh, num- arbitrary numbers. Yeah, so it's even guys, more confusing. You should throw in a reviewer's tilt also and make it like a 10-point scale with decimals. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about uh, game ratings in general? Like, um, like I read... I'll go on both IGN and Polygon. IGN will score a game from like 1 to 10... Where Polygon does not. They just say whether they recommend Yeah, Kotaku it. doesn't do number scores either, and I probably you, read Kotaku what, Polygon. Do you guys have any opinions on number scores and whether that is like a good or bad thing for video games? Uh, I'm curious, but I think the, the issue that comes up is when people have their identity tied into how well a game is scored. So it's like if a game gets a 7, they start screaming at people on the internet. And it's like, dude, it's not... First of all, that's a person's opinion. Second of all, who cares if the game is bad? It doesn't make you a bad person. So you think like just rating creates like toxic internet conversation? <laughs> Not always. I mean, I just watched the I, IGN did. Uh, so they do video reviews now. And I watched the one for the new Horizon game because I was curious what they thought about it. And like I found it really entertaining. They make their case and, you know, learned a little bit about the game and et cetera, et cetera. I think sometimes it paints expectations for me in a negative way. Like, I feel like there are games that are right. rated like, uh, that are maybe got like a 70, like a seven out of 10 on average. And I would say like, now I'm like, okay, that can never be my favorite game of all time. But maybe if I played it raw, I would have allowed it to be like one of my favorite games. I kind of feel like if, if you're getting a middling five score or below, I know not to touch it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, th- yeah. I think that's, that's the, like, a there, game- there's a threshold there where I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I, I like right now on the Switch, I go into the eShop all the time and almost recreationally purchase 
just like cheap games where I'm like, oh, that looks interesting enough for me to blow four dollars on. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like if they all had scores on there, or there was a like, I could reliably look up a place that scored these uh, games that aren't you know AAA releases. I probably wouldn't buy half of them. <laughs> There's part of like the 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 yeah. roll the dice on it that's a little fun. But I actually I actually do agree with that. I think it's good for knowing what not to buy if it's like obviously garbage but there's a point of like seven to ten where i wish i would just not know and make the decision for myself but there is like a level of oh this is purely bad i should not waste my money on it sure yeah i think that that's the safety that i'll take and then i won't i won't really listen to anything else it's all it's cool to know like breath of the wild is a 9.9 it's like well yeah no no shit (laughs) it's great (laughs) but yeah Yeah. even even then i kind of wish like i didn't because actually Breath of the Wild was the only game I've done in a, in a long time where I went a full media block for oh, it. Wow. Like I, I just I knew it was going to be good, so I just decided not to absorb anything, and it made my experience so amazing because I had no expectations for it. Uh, and so I, I do even wish if a game's a masterpiece, I kind of don't want to know, and just to discover it for myself is fun. <laughs> you don't want to know until the Game of the Year edition comes out. <laughs> yeah, I want it. I want it to have like a nice golden trim on on the uh on the game cartridge yeah it sounds like the issue is not games being rated highly but games being rated lowly potentially making you miss something you would other otherwise dig yeah Um, yeah yeah. and i don't know what you do about that where it's just like i mean it's true of really any kind of media that you know people are going to bounce off of it and uh yeah how does how do you get the right thing to the right person is a weird problem to solve yeah, for example, I've been playing a game called Sable, which I've been liking, and that's got kind of a low score. But I'm like, I'd probably like it more if I didn't know it was bad. <laughs> I guess, it's, yeah, it comes down to like what what you seek out. And, you know, if it were a, a, a five or a four, yeah, you probably wouldn't mess with it. But there's something about it that you are already interested in enough to know, to like yeah. to dig in. Like um, <laughs> those like weird, obscure Wii games that are like... <laughs> <laughs> that some party game on the Wii that's like a three out of ten. I still uh, absolutely adore like when Microsoft on the Xbox 360 had that indie shop or whatever it was called, mm. and I found so much weird stuff on there that nobody had ever talked about. Like Protect Me was it Protect Me Brave Knight, the eight bit tower defense thing that was like multiplayer, and there was Super Amazing Wagon Adventure, which is like Oregon <laughs> Trail, but it's like a shooter. And you can choose to ford a river or to try to jump it. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. Like finding that was so fun. And I just, the world would, my world would be a worse place had I not just stumbled across it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, what do we got next? Ultima four. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about it? This is Ultima two, right? Oh, is it two? I guess how many? Ultimas said it was the there? second one. There's like six Ultimas. Um, yeah, too, too many really. if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> this was blending in with the magician thing for me until I saw like there's an aspect of the gameplay where you're, oh, what is it? You're like, uh, it, virtues and principles. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Like, there's not a bad guy in this, but it's like how you take lessons and, and answer questions. I was Thanks. very confused. Thanks, uh, famed Austinite Richard Garriott. Um, I, I really don't have anything about Ultima. Did you guys want to touch on anything, or should we um, move on? I'm ready for a Counselor's Corner, baby. Got, yeah, hey, let's... hey, here's what I got to say about Counselor's Corner this time. Yeah, it's great that the counselors are answering questions and stuff, but like, 
our counselor headshots this time is the first time it's looked like the cast of a Canadian TV show. <laughs> and I am just Dude, so thrilled. I, they, I, you mentioned this like issue or volume number one. They, they really do grab people who look alike. Every, like most issues feel like that. It really feels like they yeah. are picking who they take pictures of every time. They, like, David Nixon and Eric Carlson look very similar. <laughs> they look like brothers. Well, we got they two blue know. shirts, two black shirts. Uh, one oh, guy has right. a, a Riddler question mark on his uh, button-up shirt. Good for him. It, I, I, <laughs> I think it's the same guy with different wigs for each each one. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. They I, they look they look different, right? Remember, Brett. These are human beings with thoughts, feelings, emotions, and paychecks. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm looking at this, and I'm doubting the looking. You know, judging a book by its cover, I doubt some of these hobbies. Yeah. I'm into hard rock, commercial art, black clothing, and oh, Seattle nightlife. That guy's wearing a shirt with a green question mark on it. He's absolutely a commercial artist. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a cool shirt. He, he's uh, actually we got it. We got to point this out because Joe Lockett here. Uh, he's no mullet, longish hair that looks fairly styled. He says he's into Seattle nightlife, and I actually believe him. He has to be the least lame-looking counselor that's been in the magazine. Yeah, these others definitely had bullies. He probably had a bully and maybe grew out of it. That's kind of my guess. Yeah, yeah. Joe has definitely smooched somebody in the past weeks before this picture was taken. That's the way to do it. It's it's weird. One of the, uh, I guess, criteria here is best accomplishment. And uh, it just struck me as such a weird thing to say, like, what if Joe Lockett's best accomplishment really was finished uh, Kickle Cubicle without continuing? Whoa. That's the top. You're not getting better than that. I'm glad we we stayed on these headshots and profiles a little longer because I would not have cotton Sean McGoldrick's favorite game is Earthbound or you know the NES Earthbound mm-hmm. Beginnings is what they call it now. Sure. That game never was... came out. So he got to play it in advance and then they canceled it. That's cool as hell. Whoa, that is kind of neat. Maybe Sean's not so bad. Maybe I was a little judgy when I was I wonder, talking about how like, cool Joe was. I wonder if when they were, they were like talking, like, hey, we're going to cancel it. And then they're like, but it's Sean's favorite game. Are we really going to cancel it? <laughs> you know, it? Sean from The Office? <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean, can you step into my office, please? Shut the door. No, we're not firing you. We're just not going to bring out Earthbound. <laughs> it's Sean, my favorite Sean game. Please, cal- please calm down. <laughs> I'm going to flip. All he did was cry for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Carlson's favorite game is, is Crystallis. So yeah, Eric. these guys yeah. seem to have real pro taste. Mega Man yeah. 3 for Joe Lockett. Uh, Castlevania 3. Okay. And that dude's, it looks like he's wearing a Def Leppard shirt. So <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah, Eric. Um, have you guys played in uh, Man- Maniac Mansion? Yeah, we talked about that. They did a, uh, I think it was a cover game. Oh. Yeah, a few issues ago. Yeah, that uh, prompted me to put Scum VM on and load up a bunch of stuff, but then I just ended up playing. I have no mouth and I must scream. Yeah, because it's it's pretty hard to play Maniac Mansion on NES. You really miss having a mouse. Yeah, mm. you need you need a mouse. What about you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm using a mouse on my computer right now. It's great. Yeah. Is it uh, <laughs> left-handed or right-handed mouse? Uh, right-handed, and I do have my right-click enabled. But you got to <laughs> uh, think of all the functionality that unlocks. I do. The, the last thing I'll say about this section is I love that over half of it is Legend of Zelda tips and tricks. Yeah. Because 
Uh, there's no way a human being, I'm, I'm saying this mainly from where I was as a kid, like to play through Zelda, I think I got stuck on the fifth dungeon and just never beat it until I was in college and had more resources, I guess. But to yeah. think of like, uh, you are supposed to burn what bush to do what now? And like, I have to, I have to uh, blow a hole in this wall that's not marked to get here. It's yeah, like- game's really mean. Late yeah. high school, I beat Zelda, and I, I think I must have been going through something because, like, I didn't, I didn't use a guide. I think I just needed to like waste my time. I, I don't oh know what's going yeah. on, but I, it must have been something bad. Hey, hey, <laughs> got can I cut ask? from the track team. <laughs> yeah, you guys fuck with the second quest. Come on, uh, let's, let's get real, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Uh, what do you want to know? Which order the dungeons going? Don't remember. But yes. <laughs> I did oh, play gosh. it a little bit. <laughs> uh, I just did a run through probably, uh, you know, less than six months ago of this on the Nintendo online. It was great. Ooh. It was great to kind of come at it from a fresh approach. And it was like, I'm really appreciating this game for what it was. How do you guys, because I, with Nintendo online, I've been replaying Nintendo 64 games and realizing they don't hold up super well. <laughs> um, oh, they suck. They suck real yeah. hard. Sorry. Sorry, in 64 is that more the emulation, or you're saying the games in general? The game, I, th- I think the games in general. It's 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 I, like they're still very charming and stuff. Except Mario sixty four, like that even one's Ocarina still good. of Time, which I which I think is still probably like the. It's weird that like the best game of all time plays like absolute garbage. <laughs> it, it, you know why that is? It's not the best game of all time. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Do you guys feel like that with the old? But like I, but I'm still nostalgic enough where I don't care. Do you guys feel like if you play an old NES game, you can like be like, "This is bad," but I still like it. I kind of feel like there's probably only ten to fifteen games that would be worth replaying yeah. as an adult. That that's it's part nostalgia and it's part like I'm dang I'm into this contra gameplay and or like whatever it is like. I think there's there there are a few that are like, yeah, I'll di- dive back into that. But you're not yeah. gonna be like. Let's go play one of the 800 released games and just see how it is. Yeah, there, there's yeah, a, yeah, well, there's, yeah. there's a certain kind of genre, like there's a certain genre of game which uh, we actually didn't touch on this, but I think it was the Magician where in the article I'd made a note here that uh, they went out of their way to talk about how it blends different gameplay types. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it plays like an action game, but it's more of an RPG because you have levels, and it's like. Yeah, that's all. Like, that's every game now. They're all that. But like, <laughs> yeah. so it's it's like I would not go back to play the first Final Fantasy, but I would absolutely subject myself to the original XCOM, which is not an NES game. But you know, like even though that game's very dated and clunky, there's it's got that je ne sais quoi. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like I'll do a Mario just because I feel like that's part of the DNA. Like gaming is Mario in a lot of uh, my coming ups, and Mario's it's like, still fun. It's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't seek it out, maybe, but it, it's like I can kind of snap back into that groove, no matter which iteration it is. Um, and there's a language there that's really fun, but yeah, it's it's hard to think of like any of these more arbitrary games or something that like didn't click when the Nintendo <laughs> came out. Like, yeah. oh, now it's going to get a second life, you know, twenty, thirty years later. <laughs> it's it's hard to think that's going to be. Yeah, the case. I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I, I mean, there is an example. Haha, you guys kept talking, and now I'm going to stay on this subject because I have something bad. Um, this is what you get. Uh, there's actually great examples of that <laughs> happening. You guys know Windjammers 2 just came out, right? 
uh, for the wind- sake of this podcast, yes, please continue. Uh, yeah, Windjammer. That's two. not on NES, though. That's not a, the first one's not an NES. No, that that's fair, but it was like an early '90s game that was basically forgotten and then rediscovered, yeah. and then they re-released it. And now there's a sequel and a whole bunch of knockoffs. Anyway, but I, what, I, what I would argue though is like I feel like the Super Nintendo does have that. I feel like the Super Nintendo has games that were overlooked that are that are actually good now, probably. But I, I just would be more surprised if the NES did, just because if a game wasn't great, it just didn't work. My, I feel like there are a lot of licensed games that came out on uh, on the NES that were just like people are into video games at home again. Let's crank something out, and and it's like it's just yeah. if the game's bad, then it's garbage, and it's there's more of that than there is like, wow, this is memorable gameplay or this is like really fun. Yeah, as egregious as that was on the NES, there were actually like really good. <laughs> licensed video games and we That's are moving true. on right now um, okay fair. but all right we're here at you gotta pay to play we're here at <laughs> player pull content uh speaking of paying to play um <laughs> how, how much, would you like how much does it cost to ride in a battle tech center vr machine it's like laser tag cost levels, right? Brett, you actually went to one of these. We were talking about it on another it, issue. Yeah, I what I remember is the bottom left picture of like a console mm-hmm. you walk into. I do not remember going into a pod. If if if, if, oh, if Battletech was if Battletech was going into pods, I'm thinking of a completely different thing. These are Evangelion uh training pods. I love it. <laughs> so the winner gets a trip for four. Uh, to the Battletech Center in Chicago, where they literally stick you into these simulators and you pilot giant robots, which, how cool is that? <laughs> this might be my favorite contest they've run, even more than the going to the set of Total Recall. Wow. I, I just, oh my god. I agree, and this seems like a much cheaper one. Like, I feel like this Battletech 4, like, four people going into it, probably not too pricey, but I'm, like, way more excited. Like, they had one where it was literally like, we'll give you a million dollars. I'm like, no, I'd rather go to this Battletech. <laughs> oh my god yeah this, this looks so the only problem is that it's only four players like you know like let me take uh 12 people to a battle tech center and we do six on six scrimmages for an well, entire I see, day i see four pods in the picture but then is that a mirror wall or is that another set of four oh, pods? is that a mirror wall oh it's an optical illusion maybe they only have the four pods <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. This sucks. There, there are eight mirrors in there to really make it look like a big space. There's actually, yeah, there's actually only two pods, but the mirrors <laughs> make it look. <laughs> or or oh, possibly, marketing. possibly only one pod. <laughs> it's just one pod and cleverly placed mirrors and posters on the wall. So you win a trip for four, but only one person can play at a time in the BattleTech Center. Wow, that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, you know, second second prize, you got 10 winners for the Battletech Gamers Kit. Eh, good for you. Hey, and tabletop then, gaming? Hell yeah. And then even le- uh, less for third prize, a Nintendo Power jersey for 50 people who... This, is that really this, a jersey or it looks more like a t-shirt with shoulders? I think it might be a jersey, but like this is a reader design thing and it looks terrible it's hard to see in the the, ver- the copy that i'm looking at but it kind of looks like it- a rejected cover that just has like it's the table of contents underneath the, the logo <laughs> it's yeah it's real bad uh <laughs> battle took oh. the the game the, the game board looks kind of cool it's like very warhammer mm-hmm 
Yeah. Well, FASA is not Warhammer, is it? Warhammer is Games Workshop. F- FASA is yeah, uh, MechWarrior and because uh, Battletech is set in the MechWarrior universe. And they also do what? Crimson Skies, which had a tabletop game and some other stuff. Yeah, these tabletop games like Warhammer are, are things that get me really excited for 10 minutes, and then I lose 100% of interest after 10 minutes. Like, 10 minutes of pure excitement, endorphins up up the roof, and then just pure nothing after. For Did sure. y'all see Henry Cavill went to a Warhammer store, or Games Workshop store, and everyone's losing their minds? Dude, those stores are awesome. Yeah. I, just, I, I should just never... I'm always, But I don't want to paint them. I don't want to paint... You have to paint the figurines. I want pre-painted ones. Brett, but how do you feel about Henry Cavill? Like, just like... <laughs> I, I hate him. Is he, is he oh. a... Oh, no. oh, Brett, come no, on. I, no, I don't, I, don't know. I don't know who he is. Who, who's Henry Cavill? Brett, he's Superman. He's Superman. Oh. And The Witcher. Uh, and also an extreme nerd. Okay. Yeah, he seems, he's a gamer. He seems and, utterly delightful. Like, he's super nerdy. He actually knows the lore of The Witcher and played the games. And, and he's yeah. a hunk. Gotta get more hunks on this pod, Brett. We gotta make it happen. No offense, Kyle. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. it like that. I wasn't saying you weren't a hunk. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Weston. Just Man, we feel need, like. We, we, we need smarter uh, 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 guests. We need smarter guests and guests that are cooler <laughs> and, and guests that can really carry a conversation. Video games. And, uh, you know, guests that don't love Chrysalis so much, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pronounced Crystallis. I know, but I'm never going to stop pronouncing it the way I did when I was what, 10, 12? Um, no, uh Kyle, you're you're the best guest so far. We love you. Um we're thankful to have you here. Uh we love best you, guest Pop. until Henry Cavill comes on. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of things that we don't like, the now playing section uh covers a lot of the games that don't pass mustard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like our guest I don't know whether or not to keep the bit going. <laughs> we, we are after this episode airs. Every time we ask for uh, if someone wants to guess, we're gonna get just a full on no. <laughs> not if we cut this part out, oh, man. so nobody will I know say, what happened yeah. except oh, yeah. for Kyle. That's the thing, that's the fun thing about this podcast is every single episode we grill the shit out of our guests and then we cut it out. <laughs> but they get the experience. They can take that with them. Uh, I don't know. I'm just looking at, like, each of these games has one, two, if uh, if it's harder to tell what the game is, like, screenshots, and they all look just awful. Yeah, they look like betas. They, they look unfinished. Like, Ski, Ski or Die, the Skate or Die and Skate or Die 2, I guess, uh, winter sequel. Um, or parallel universe looks looks like garbage. It, I mean, a part of this might be the PDF and the magazine scan, but yeah, everything else possible. looks crisp and clean. It's just these CTR, uh, CRT uh, images are. I do, I do have to say, I did not know there was a sequel to Skate or Die called Ski or Die, and that actually sounds pretty sick. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I didn't know that either. Die. Well, there's we a, there's, should, uh... there's a Skate or Die too, but this is Ski or Die. That's get, awesome. Get get winter axed. I'm sure that's what they say. <laughs> let's yeah. get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I'm done. Let's do the top 30. <laughs> I'm going to cut that whole thing. 
<laughs> hey, so here's we don't garbage. have a so so we don't. It's not a bunch of us shitting on our guest as a joke. <laughs> oh, I think that's great, man. Yeah, I thought it was pretty, okay. I'll I'll leave it in. You got to keep it, huh? All right, fine. Hey, we're here at the top thirty. Do you have a cue for this? Uh, we just do the top five usually. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brett, do you want to run <laughs> yeah. us down? Yeah, Kyle, can you talk shit to us to uh, counter? <laughs> I freaking hate you, bro. Not in the top five. <laughs> oh, no. Kyle, uh, Kyle's favorite game, Crystallis, at number uh, six. Yeah, not top five. Crystallis misses it, but at number five, we've got it's literally twelve two. votes. Castlevania yeah, three. I don't know. It's it's kind of it's weird too because I'm looking at these games and I'm like, okay, I guess yeah, this is all end of the life cycle. There's the evergreen stuff like Tetris and Zelda still up there, Mega Man Two, your Castlevanias, Doctor Mario, and TMNT Two arcade game coming in yep. hot. Uh, love that those are both there. Like, if you, I think if you were to look at the top ten from any Nintendo Power, there'd at least be two or three games you like. Oh uh, yeah, kind of historically. From that, even if not everything's your cup of tea, well, because sure. they allow old games into the list, you you run into these situations. Actually, it's interesting. Legend of Zelda is at number ten here. I honestly thought that would be at the top of the list for a long time, but we are getting newer stuff. Well, Mario Bros. Three is, is has been dominating the competition for five months. It says. Yep. I don't know how much I believe the NES play action football thing. And I guess that was like you could play four player with the little accessory. Yeah, they did a big sales pitch on it. What, last issue or something like that? Uh, to the guess. point where people were like writing in being like, I, for, for a school project, I invented a thing that wraps up cables. And Nintendo's <laughs> response was, you should buy the NES play action or the satellite. Yeah. Both great, great accessories. Um, I don't know for a long time and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but like games, you would get stuck at a certain point and it wasn't really until the game genie came along that I really believed you could beat a Nintendo game. <laughs> like yeah. it gave me the confidence like, Oh, it is possible if I can't get hit. Now I just have to learn to get good, do what I just did. I mean, um, I think that's just like a part of being young as well. Like I just mm-hmm. feel like every game I played as a kid, I would just do the first like two worlds or whatever the first two sides. yeah nuggets. very familiar re- with the first two worlds and just reset those over and over and over again i mean one dash one one dash two and mario like i can't imagine how many times i've played those yeah to then like leapfrog using warp tunnels to any number of levels yeah. uh, <laughs> uh the and then you'd i would like eventually like rent a game from blockbuster that was completed and be like holy shit i'm playing banjo kazooie but I can go in the whole area. I can go in all these different areas. Yeah. That it... Nooks and crannies it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to hit the profile. We haven't talked about typos, man. And this <laughs> this whole magazine has been just Is... full of mistypes or like eights for bees and like i'm thoroughly confused because this is a professional magazine and maybe it was like as a kid you're not catching these typos you're just kind of you know you can barely read you're an idiot um but like as an adult sitting down and reading this stuff it's like there was no quality control the the editor wasn't reading for any content is this been consistent through everything else uh, that you I haven't noticed. Yes. I, I think I think the celebrity profile was proofread by Vlad Devec, and they established yeah, this is an LA Lakers <laughs> player uh, who's Slavic, I guess, and English yeah, not Yugoslavia, his first language. Right? So, uh, but he did do the edit, so you know he got. Yeah, it as that's close that's probably why it's uh, it's actually really impressive that there's as few mistakes as there are. 
<laughs> yeah, I I did notice earlier on, and I think I'm numb to the typos personally. I just don't pay attention. I mean, to I get that this isn't the Bible or some you know literary magazine, but. It's like real hard to think like, you know, as a kid, maybe I wouldn't choose to read the more uh, school-based stuff, but this, this would be something I would read. But like, if I were, I don't know, it, it's I, one of those things like Nintendo is misspelled in here. Yeah. And, uh, it's like, I, at some point, I did not catch that. Uh, his name is misspelled as well several times. It's, they, it's just hard to think that. I get nobody. Nobody cares about the celebrity profile. They but call it the Super Gary Bros. Only when it's a. Uh, only when it's a Star Trek The Next Generation cast member am I excited for the celebrity right. profile because they've had like three or four now. <laughs> right. I, but you know, you are right. I do remember when I like was paying attention to that. It was like egregious. It was like really bad. Uh, and I'm sure every issue has been or every volume has been very bad. Still. Well, that's the, the thing that's did. most <laughs> mind boggling about <laughs> Nintendo Power is like it's kind of an amateur project at first. It's not like people who are super experienced in publishing – Maybe on the Japanese side, the people doing the layouts and illustrations and stuff, but like they, there's like the, and it was this amateur magazine that was like the biggest magazine in the country or one of the biggest. You know, at this point in time, it has bigger circulation than so much other stuff. And they just did not ever have a meeting to say, should we get better? They were just like, ah, it's selling. (laughs) You should be meaner to when you answer kids' letters, Steve. They actually (laughs) have that. That actually is one area they've improved on. They have been more fun and with those responses. Well, in this so, issue too, less it was like very passive aggressive. It was minimal. Yeah. Like, hey, you might have a run for your money with the Russia space program. Yeah, it's like just, it's like a blurb, and then they're like off to the next thing, and then you got tons of photos of animals and pets. Uh, yeah, they, Nintendo. It, I agree. They, they actually don't really say anything anymore. They just kind of go like. Bing bong, look at you. They're going right. to cover their legal asses right. to make sure yeah. that they're not going to get in trouble uh, and offer assistance in the only <laughs> way that you can to send it to get it repaired, man. Get your get your thing repaired. Yeah, get it repaired. Hey, guys, in Packwatch, uh, apparently some pictures from the movie Star Wars are coming. <laughs> Just as <laughs> they talk. <laughs> yeah, because they say that they're making a new Star Wars game, which is the middling JVC like the Western Star Wars game, not the original Japanese one. There's two NES Star Wars games. For those of you that don't watch way too much video game YouTube. Anyways, yeah, but they don't have any pictures of the game. It's just some promotional stills from Star Wars. <laughs> you Do you guys any... remember film? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe some some dumb kid thought this was the graphics, thought this was the best. Wow, that kid would be a huge idiot. What an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I'm speaking of like complex games. I am so pumped because their Super Famicom showcase section is exclusively about SimCity. As a little kid, I would have been like, "Oh, this is so boring." But now I'm like, "Yeah, SimCity." I was actually SimCity. But the cool thing about SimCity is you can have Godzilla come in and or Bowser. I think in this one, it's yeah, it's Bowser in the Super Nintendo version. Yeah. So I think that's appealing to a kid. Bowser destroy a city. Do they do they bring that up in the write up though? I don't know that they. Yeah, they're they just really talking don't... about. It's mostly a write up about how complex they're they're, key, they're. It's like it's even more complex than the PC original. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know. It's, it's weird looking. This like again, yeah, the Super Nintendo coming out this year. Um, it, now I feel really burnt that like yeah, I got my Nintendo like a year after or the Christmas after 
the Super Nintendo came out. Um, yeah. And it's like, well, what an idiot my parents were. Give me the new yeah, I'm Now I'm trying to remember when, because I got a new NES when I was gifted that for like my birthday or whatever. But well, you when got one the of Super them top Nintendo, loaders? No, it was the original. It was the control deck. Mm. Uh, not the little the little weird one with the dog bone controllers. Um, but yeah, when I got a Super Nintendo, that was a pawn shop purchase. So it was like, so I got a used Super NES that fell off the back of a truck or out of somebody's apartment. <laughs> yeah, it was and one of the disaster stories. Uh, <laughs> giant hole in the top. I opened it up <laughs> and just roaches flew everywhere. It was a problem. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm trying to remember when that was. Was it 92 or 93? Definitely wasn't 91. I know I was late to the party, even among my peers, which, of course, includes Weston and Andy and uh, friend Michael and stuff. And uh, Andy always Andy's parents got him all of the gadgets he wanted. (laughs) (laughs) I remember getting Metroid because I enjoyed playing Super Metroid at somebody's house. Mm, So, again, you know, uh, always like two two to three years late to the party. Well, I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, no. What a a downgrade. (laughs) Yeah. And I love uh, the original Metroid. I played at somebody's house and ended up renting it, and I loved it. Like mm-hmm. it, it was exactly that. But I like I was down with Metroid for some reason. Sure, I didn't sure. know where to go or what to do. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm looking at the rest of this pack. Watch uh, Wolverine and Terminator Two again. Licensed games, kind of exciting, terrible games at the end of the day. But um, it's like I know those things. That's great. Yeah. Um, and that's, what? oh my God, that, is that the magazine? Should we talk about the game handler? Hold up, hold up. Uh, the game handler. <laughs> right, Again, let's talk about the game I'm handler. I'm so curious if this ever, like, cause th- there's no doubt a bunch of accessories that just kind of, Hey, we made a thing and, and nobody would have bought it. <laughs> oh dude, they've had headsets. Oh yeah, it's real. I'm looking at it. It's, it's basically a flight stick without a base. So it uses motion controls. But is this one of those like the power glove you have to put the the boxes on the corner of each of the TV to get the the I don't know the the feeling right or is there a little gyroscope in there? I think uh, it's a gyroscope. Looking at uh, probably just as sensitive. So it's as less the terrible than <laughs> any number of other uh, devices from this era. Uh, the most important thing they've got here is this allows you to hit select and start with your thumbs still on a and b in the control pad which is a little bit of a back bumper thing a little back bumpers before we had back bumpers so yeah i do can, wonder uh, i do wonder because they jump jump and slide in the crucible they sold so many of these i wonder if there was ever like one that was actually good that kind of went under the radar because there was you so mean like many. the like the third party controls yeah i don't know like some sort of game handler like some bike you freaking plug in your yeah, NES. That's, that's a good like which, which of these do not suck because I I remember yeah. just about every third party thing for the NES being pretty terrible. Well, again, Game Genie kind of oh, yes, broke the, game, broke it absolutely. wide open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to hack hack your Nintendo in a in a way that was really glad. It, it did feel like a little like hey, not authorized. Look at this <laughs> pixelated Genie holding up the game. I got to hack into the Department of Defense mainframe. <laughs> Yeah, um, with this like flashing seizure farm glowing. I, I remember the game Genie too. Like your game's hanging out of the deck, so it felt like, oh, you gotta close that window or else uh, it won't work, right? No, no. Uh, something about that made me feel real punk rock, and which was going going. Good okay, for that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah. Okay, yeah, that's good, so that, that's, that's the one. That's like the yeah. one thing that was not 
the, the but everything else was like official. Accessory. Like the NES Advantage, uh, we had one of those that was cool. Had your turbo buttons. It that felt was good. it was it was better than the Max. The Max was garbage. And then the, the Max was yeah. garbage. See, got, see, it's not just me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Your thumb is supposed to be able to move in 360 degrees. Cool. <laughs> well, yeah. hold on. The bulletin board has something that I feel like needs to be talked about. They have a picture of Mario talking about wanted agents, basically to narc uh, <laughs> any unauthorized or non Nintendo <laughs> seal of I completely approval. Oh my god! Good catch. Really good oh. catch. So again, a call to action to narc against any uh, rental stores because again, it's the one thing that you know Nintendo America lost the battle on as far as like you can't rent our games. That's our. I love that this property. pitch is like Mario's mad. Will you please help him narc out your local game store right and <laughs> for selling wisdom tree games <laughs> right it's it, it's like okay uh it, i don't know it, it's like how most can you of tell them come fake? from taiwan that's not how you spell taiwan <laughs> <laughs> but it's like oh how can you tell it has 80 or more games per cart and it's like no i wouldn't i wouldn't rat those guys out i'd rent that game with 80 I, games yeah. on it yeah, yeah so thanks for letting they're... me know but the oh it's gonna it might ruin your system and like you know it's like you're not jailbreaking your nintendo you're putting in a game <laughs> so it's like they're fear-mongering kids like uh-uh don't use one of the ones that isn't shaped the way it's supposed to be doesn't have the Nint- nintendo seal of approval doesn't um, action 52 have the nintendo seal of quality or is that a bootleg game that was a bootleg game wasn't it because that thing's terrible <laughs> i don't know <laughs> But um, when you when you load it up, it starts playing. Um, it takes two to make thing go right. Honestly, <laughs> like it's I just a song. Just adding Mario in there makes it seem malicious. Like if it was just like, "Hey, rat these people out," I'd be cool with it. But putting Mario in there, I don't know. Yeah. That makes that makes it's it like, up for me. I mean, the, it would have been worse if Mario was in a police outfit pointing. Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh he's God. a doctor. He's, Mario uh, comes to your things. school before his patrol shift and he tells you about <laughs> counterfeit game carts. And you're like, hey, um, I, I saw somebody trying to sell me counterfeit game carts in an alley, but I, I didn't do it. I mean, and I know there's like a set. <laughs> oh, that- come on. That's a great callback. I'm so <laughs> impressed with myself. There was a set of g- games that had the black uh, cart the, and the Tengen games. Right. Yeah. And, and I feel like those were official, right? No, they were not. No? But that, oh. that version of Tetris had two player. It was dope. And uh, there's Bible Adventures. Uh, those are those games are bad. We've talked about yeah. those before and <laughs> tried them and they suck. Um but One I don't of know. those yeah. carts is blue. <laughs> That's right. I, I think I might have rented that on accident at one point. Like and how do you rent it on purpose? Only in suburban know. Texas would they let you rent counterfeit Bible. Oh, you games. know what it might have been? I, I it might have been like, hey, check this game out. Like they were purchased for the video store. It's like if, when somebody rents a game, could you also give them this? Well, thanks, religious oh, right? Oh, no. So you were like, yeah, who wouldn't take a free extra game for your rental <laughs> And Mario, Mario's going anti-church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't want to make baby Mario cry, do you? <sighs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> hey, that was a pretty good ish, guys. Hey, yeah, we did it. I don't have a sound thing to play over the ending, but um, pretend Mario just beat a level. That's another copyright strike. Oh, no. I have one question. At what point do you think they really kind of drop, like, Super Nintendo in the forefront 
and Nintendo is all all NES stuff is relegated to the now playing section. It um, makes it pretty. I mean, I I had the magazine then, so I have vague memories of it going pretty far into the 90s, like maybe 92, 93. Oh. Yeah, we got some time. Because we um, still have, like, Kirby's Adventures going to come out. I'm trying to think of the ones that were real late. There was, like, a Yoshi dude, game. Like, that was, like, game. 93? Like, ten, Absolutely. Ten more, got ten more Mega Man games. Oh, sure. Is Mega Man 4 out yet? Uh, no, Mega Man 2. I don't think they've... Have they even done 3 yet? They did 3 recently, yeah, we did 3. Right? We, did, we already did 3. Nice. I got I to I gotta beat 4 now. Next Mega Man game. I, I remember we only had Mega Man 4 and then at some point got Mega Man 1. And it was like, why are we playing the fourth one? Well, Rocky 4 was the best. So <laughs> that's... Rocky 1 is like, isn't that a best picture winner? It's like much better than the sequels. Yeah, but it's I like know. an actually good movie. Rocky 4 was really positive about like America and the heart of America and bad Russia. Is there right. any is there any Rocky that's not that? Rocky um, Five. Rocky Five is him doing a street fight with the guy. Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn. I, think, I think Rocky all the Rocky six? movies are are worthwhile. Does he uh, fight a Does he fight a robot in one, or am I wrong in that? He he buys yeah. a robot for his uh, Polly. <laughs> his Polly. His his brother in law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's Rocky Four, and it is the best Rocky. Oh, really? The robot one's the best. One. I would have assumed it was the worst. one. He doesn't fight the robot unless you're calling Dolph Lundgren a robot because of how robotic his acting was. He's not a robot. <laughs> he's a machine. He's there's uh, a difference, and he's pumped full of all the uh, good stuff that makes a machine go. Yes, like <laughs> Russian compet- competition drugs. Um, hey, do you guys? We should probably rate our Howard and Nesters oh, this time. Howard and Nesters. And to change it up, because they changed and explained how their rating system goes, we got to judge it by, uh, what is it, 10 criteria broken down into five categories Good with Lord. a five-point <laughs> yeah, five decimal system. I, what would the five categories be? Um, Graphics and sound. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Gameplay, uh, cowardice. It's, it's the cowardice. cowardice, manipulativeness. Mm-hmm. The cowardice and manipulativeness are the same. Inceptions, question mark, is category four. And five <laughs> is theme and fun. Uh, is murder a category? I forget. That goes under, um, what was the third one? It's like cowardice and oh, manipulativeness. Right. <laughs> okay, so I'll give for gameplay, uh, for sound and gameplay. Is that the first one? <laughs> oh, but that's actually, swimming with all have the to do uh, metrics here. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, yeah, I'll go... Uh, Howard, I'm going to give four gameplay points, uh, three, uh, three sound, uh, eight on manipulation. I'm imagining the like the pentagram or whatever that's making this. Uh, uh, they call it a spider shape. web. The spider uh, the, web. Yes, the spider web. Yeah, uh, I'll give him five for murder and uh, no for inception. Uh, Just a no. <laughs> <laughs> It's a go, no, go. Yeah, I think that's a pass-fail system. For sure. Uh, and then for Nestor, I'll give he gets a four on gameplay, three on He gets sound. a four for four Nestors. Uh, oh, God damn it. I should have kept that for mine. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, seven for cowardice, uh, uh, zero for murder, and uh, once again, a, uh, a no for Inception. 
But what if, again, a what if Nestor murdered Dr. Wiley to take over all of his, his equipment? That's a good point, but uh, it's my, that, your score can be a five. Mine is okay. A, all right. A little murder is <laughs> currently uh, a zero for you. Might be a five I'll, for I'll, I'll, I, yeah, That is a good point. I'll, I'll bump it up to a two uh, the possibility there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then maybe I'll, I'll if he did murder, that brings his gameplay up as well. So That's I'll bring true. his gameplay mm-hmm. up to an eight. The web is connected. That's what they say. Um, let me see. I'll, I'll go real quick. I say, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to do a, a, an average of all the scores together to make it sort of a, a kind of a zero to 10 score and a little bit easier to wrap my head around. And, uh, but I think, uh, Howard has never been more, uh, on his game and, uh, on to Nestor, I think in this one. So I'm going to give him uh, a six and a half and Nestor, okay. I think okay. we're seeing some real balls on this kid for the first time. <laughs> He's fighting back in a real way, even if he Wait. can't escape the the parentage uh, abusive dynamic with Howard. He's he's going further with Doctor Wiley, and this is an entrapment scenario. That's how I'm reading it. He's he's got clone <laughs> robot buddies that are trying to take down Howard, and uh, so that he can finally usurp his uh, you know metaphorical father. So I think Nestor gets a nine point nine in this one. Breath of the Wild score. Wow, not a ten though. Mm-hmm. Well, there are four of them, so you had to Out multiply the 2.5 by four <laughs> to get up to yeah, uh, yeah. near our 10. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think I think he's he's never looked better as or more incompetent. Respectable. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, so for okay, let's see graphics and sound. <laughs> um, I'm going to give Howard a 4.2 for. I'm going to give, yeah, Howard and Nestor a 4.2 because they look great. Howard's as close to a hunk as he's ever been, uh, the way That's he's great. drawn That's in this comic. That's a good point. With graphics, the art is better than ever. So actually, it it's it's great art. Yeah. We said that on the break when we weren't recording. So I, we should acknowledge it. It's a great looking comic. I guess comic. the art's pretty good. Um, also, the sound, uh, the, the Megabuster says zig, zig, zig when it's shooting uh, white oleander <laughs> thorns and it says swap. So I'm going to give the sound a 2.8. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And you got then, some plinks uh, in there too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, incepting. I'm going to go with the no. Uh, <laughs> the theme and fun. I'm going to give Howard a one because he's kind of not doing anything but murdering in this one. <laughs> I'm going to give Nestor a one point one because I'm not sure. Okay, so I'm going to give Nestor one a one point one. Nestor two a one point two. Nestor 3, a 1.3. And I think Nestor 4 is the one that takes his place at the end. So I'm going to give him a 5. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. There's a shell game of the surviving Nestor probably off panel. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, for theme and fun, we got to give Rush the Dog a 7. Oh, nice. Hold on. I'm just looking at this for the first time. In the Howard Nestor title, uh, Nestor's name is scratched out to say Nestor. (laughs) And, Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And his his face is looking over at what he's just done, defiled the official uh, title, and looking at his graffiti-esque uh, yeah. thing. And he looks very confident. I don't think I've ever seen him as kind of confident and like, look at me. Look what I did. So that's yeah. that's really coloring the rest of the context for me. That's good. I mean, it's a good point. Yeah, he's – I mean, I actually think like he was a little more cocky early on, but I think, I think Howard's kind of getting to him a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> I think I think he's, you know, he's getting knocked. He's got. So you're saying that so that Nestor times. in the title is the uh, the reaction shots in uh, what is it Battleship Temp- Potemkin when it's like the it's the the stuff around the person reacting that kind of defines what's going on behind the eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. 
this is subtext, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> the, all the panels, uh, while also context, are subtext. <laughs> you know who else like had a had a really kind of jarring uh, crisis of confidence is the main character of hit movie White Oleander uh, when in her first foster home. <laughs> She, uh, <laughs> all right, oh, hey, uh, get it to go. <laughs> uh, uh, Kyle, thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks, Kyle, uh, thanks Kyle, for being yeah, here. Kyle, thanks for listening to us babbling. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate oh, it. It's my Appreciate pleasure. Uh, I can't wait to hear the app and uh, hear the future of Nintendo Power, which is yeah, our current uh, past. Do you have any anything you want to plug? We, yeah, uh, where, where can people find you? Um, hey, if you're not busy the last weekend of the month, uh, Channel 101 is still happening now oh. on Twitch.tv. I have a current show, Mind Dreams, which is kind of a compilation artist showcase uh, with five different like it's incredible short shorts in yeah, a five-minute package. And Brett, have you, you've done a Mind Dream or three, right? Mm. Yeah, I've done like two, I think. Uh, to borrow a phrase, you guys are kind of my preferred power players when it comes to my dreams. So. Hey! <laughs> Boom. Bre- break out that NES satellite. Let's play some Super Spike V-Ball. Yeah, hell yeah. Boom! The Now You're Playing with Podcast Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes, send us emails, and do cool stuff at our website, nowyourplaying.com. It's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar.